Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and all that. Welcome to episode 523 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. So, we are uh, combining things this week. We're going to talk some Oscar nominations first, while we uh, await Becky to return from work. And we're then going to get into our full-on review of 2023, Long-time listeners will already know this, but what are we going to do? We're going to do our top tens. We're going to go through our worst of the year. We're going to go through surprises, disappointments, uh, all sorts of stuff for um, what I think turned out to be an, an all right enough year. Not a banger. It's not a banger. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a banger. But for for I mean, because obviously for for new listeners as well, um, the. Your surprises and your disappointments can't appear on your worst or your best list either. So you can't have crossovers on those. But, as I think I say this every year, my most difficult list was my worst ten. Like, there's movies in... I've got ten. But, like, I was struggling a little bit (laughs) for, like, ones... I wouldn't say my tenth worst movie of the year I fucking hated... (laughs) I've got some fucking stinkers. I've got some stinkers, don't worry about that. But like I say, um, I mean, yeah, I like, I like my surprises as well. Um, and yeah, I've gone for it with, with some of my... Um, I, I, I'm happy with all my lists. Very good. Very good. Okay, so we're a pod syndicate podcast. Please do listen to like-minded shows such as Chinstroker vs. Punter, Rewatch Project, The Good, Bad, The Odd, um, uh, Gaming Landfill, and others. But without any further ado, Oscar nominations. So, mm-hmm. it, you, you said you got some stuff to get into, so I'm going to throw it over to you, because I'm... I'm sure there's stuff I want to get into that I'm just not remembering, but I generally look at these nominations and just go, yeah, kind of tracks. So over to you, Mark. Right. So what are to, in response to that? Um, are we going to do like a holistic bit rather than going through each individual uh, category? I. I think we can call some stuff out, but I don't think we need to go through the yeah. go through it. No, I think if we say we're going to give ourselves a maximum of half an hour, yeah, and let's see how that fits. What do you yeah. reckon? I, 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 I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So, in relation to what you said, that, that, to a message that you sent was uh, was somebody bitching and moaning, saying um, that uh, Greta Gerwig had not been nominated for Best Director, but had been nominated for Picture and um, Screenplay and and, and and bits like that, and that that was a bit of a that it was a travesty. And we always get this. And although I don't agree with everything that's been said there, I actually do agree that. I think Greta Gerwig should have been nominated for Best Director. However, <laughs> my controversial opinion on this, and I'll come into reasons why, my controversial opinion on this is I don't think it should have been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay because I, I don't think that... I think the things that you pick out from 
for instance, I think the worst part of that film is that really terrible fucking tub thumping speech that um, America Ferrera gives, which I think is just it's which is the thing that got her a nomination. Yes, Without which, that, she doesn't get a look in. Which 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 we'll come to later on. I I think that that is just some fucking real like. Six form fucking college room bullshit. And I think that Greta Gerwig is a better writer than that. I think that maybe that was a little bit of the Baumbacher um, that was doing that. But from a director point of view, a lot of actually the, the memorable bits that I think people enjoyed, because let's, there's a weirdness with the Barbie movie um, in the fact that the star that's come out of the Barbie movie is, is Ken. <laughs> in a weird way, which kind of makes sense. It isn't a, a triumph of, well, yeah, it does, look at it. You made a Barbie movie and it was the man that everyone gave a shit about because that's kind of was the point a little bit within it. Um, it but a lot of that is Gosling just kind of improvising. And Greta Gerwig has been quite open about that, that they they shot kind of multiple, like... Um, like versions of certain bits and, and that Gosling would just fucking riff and go and then that they, they worked it from there. That's good directing. There's no getting away from that. That that is just really that's a director who also wrote it, not being precious about it. And going, no 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 you must you, you must read what I wrote. And just I think the 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 the, the fun that comes out of it and the fact that uh, everybody Everybody seems to be pulling for that movie is because things like the um, the the Ken dance number about the idea. I, I, I think I've, I've referenced this before. The idea that Greta Gerwig had that that she wanted this to kind of be in slow motion, but the only way they could make it work was if they all acted as if it was slow motion, and it didn't hit her until after like like a full like two days of doing this. That what if it looks shit? We've just wasted like two days. And it didn't. It looks great. And little bits like um, the uh, I can't remember what exactly what what movie it is, but the you know the movement that um, that Kate McKinnon's um, what's it Barbie has where she's when she first is introduced and she's like rolling around with a leg up at the what is it and then rolls around. That's taken from uh, Greg has taken that from and I can't remember which movie it is, but a, a movie from the fifties uh, that she really liked as a kid. And it's like if, if Scorsese is doing that, that's seen as oh fucking look at look at this amazing cinematic knowledge he's got and he, he, he's pulling that out of there. With with Gerwig, it's kind of it's not even really been mentioned, but that's fucking cool that you know that that, that, that has been brought forward. And I just I I don't think the screenplay is the thing that stands out in Barbie, and I think there was better screenplays. But as a directorial piece, I actually do think that it is a really really holistically well-made film and that that kind of comes back to the director so i do think that that there's somebody i i I would take out of that quite fucking easily and would replace it with greta gerwig yeah and i mean i think i know who you're talking about there not only that there's an element of there's often been a a sniffery about the fact about films that, that that make a lot of money but 
if the you know, and that's that's fine. It shouldn't be you know, if a film makes X amount of money, then then therefore it should be deemed as being better or anything like that. I think that was kicked out kicked out a long long time ago. If it wasn't, Michael Bay would have an Academy Award by now, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but. There does still there does seem to be a still a sniffery about uh, films that make a lot of money. If there wasn't, um, then Christopher Nolan probably would have an Academy Award by now. Um, and you know, Barbie made over you know it, it was the highest grossing movie of last year, but it, it still it had a cultural relevance. But it's still a it, it's still an incredibly well crafted movie as well. Yeah, and I mean it, it's it it's got some below the line interest, yeah. you know, like um, costume design. Um, uh, just going for it. Don't, production don't get me design. Started about costume design. <laughs> okay, honestly, um, I, 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 there is costume design are not the, the the nominations every year, the winners every year of costume design annoy me more and more, like. Barbie definitely should be in there. Um, the recreation of those bits there. Poor Things definitely should be in there. I'm not really sure Oppenheimer should be in there in costume I, design. It's no. Just yeah, suits. A... And fucking Napoleon shouldn't be in there either because that's just what they wore back then. <laughs> I, I, I think you could argue that for Killers of the Flower Moon as well. I think you'd be fine. And I think that the every year when a period piece, and I'm talking about a a pre-war uh, period piece or a pre-turn of the century period piece wins cost, best costume, fuck off. It, it, mm. There's an argument there that says costume should go to poor things or Barbie in that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, no. that, 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 that's that, that's me getting you know really heated no. about something I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I, I I agree. I think those two those two are absolutely the standouts. Um, you know, Barbie kills the Mean Napoleon, Oppenheimer, poor things. Yeah, Barbie or poor things, I'd probably go for poor things. I agree with you on that. Think. Yeah, but hey, if Barbie wins, then fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it's. I, I yeah I think that's a really really compelling argument that dude and I, I I yeah I think I agree and so I haven't seen the zone of interest yet you have I'm mm. sure you'll talk about that there'll be maybe space to talk about it later there um, will but I, I think the thing is the well, thing, I, I want to review it next week so that, that I that, actually go see it this weekend that's fine we we can review it next week I I, I don't want to talk about it too much today because. Um, I can't get into the detail of, of, of my issues with it without spoiling it, even though there's actually nothing to spoil, but I would feel like I was spoiling it. Okay. My thing about Zone of Interest that I will say is it's not it's not that I that that um that I think, do you know what? It didn't get me. Um but I, I, I can see why. I am genuinely baffled by by people by people's response to it like i don't have a clue and i'm there going you know it's not just me being well there wasn't any fucking explosions in it or anything like that i don't think i am always like that but like when bex was explaining what she really liked about it i was going i am 
baffled. It was like you watched a fucking different movie. <laughs> well, uh, so we, yeah, we'll talk about Zone of Interest, but I'd, I'd switch out just in three A. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, one of the overrated films of the year for me. I think that film is absolutely a good four out of five. The way it's broken through feels odd to me, but you know, hey. Um, so look, best actor in a leading role, no DiCaprio. Coleman Domingo got in there. Um, I think that's fucking insane, but he's well liked. That that purely, it is such a he's a nice guy nomination. Yeah, but. It's really not a very good film. No, that, but he is really, really good in it. That's the thing. It, it's almost like Anna de Armas last year getting nominated for Blonde. Which was stupid that, as well. Yeah, which was... But that was... Uh, fucking hell, you had to go through the ringer on that one, didn't you? Jesus Christ, have a nomination. With this, it's... Oh, you're you're such a nice guy. Here's a nomination. And I... I it, we can't, you know, we can't nominate you best for best supporting for the colour purple because that's a really stacked category. <laughs> yeah, and it, I also, I mean, like having another person of colour in there as well, I think is brilliant. Like, you know, I haven't seen American fiction yet. Really, really looking forward to it. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Has done pretty well. Sterling K. Brown getting supporting actor nomination for it as well. Do, do um, you think with the best actor one, there's an, a little bit of an element of them going. Well, we can throw Common Domingo in there because Killian Murphy's winning it. I do, I do wonder about that. And, and, and actually, and that kind of yeah, I agree. And that kind of segues into my my overall point with the Oscars. I think this is going to be one of the least surprises Oscars in in living memory. Yeah, because Murphy's so much winning is that. Nailed down. Murphy's yeah. winning that. Stone's winning actress. It this actress like. I, I think it will be Stone. I think Lily Gladstone's going to give her a good run for her money. But yeah, I think it's going to be Stone. Yep. Directing is going to be Nolan. Yep. Actor in a supporting role is going to be Downey Jr. Ooh, um, I don't know on that. Who are you thinking? I, I, think this, I think this could be the surprise one. And it goes to Gosling. I would, I would love that. He has not won anything so far Which, up against Downey Jr. And Downey Jr. is giving good speeches. He is giving good and speeches. And sometimes that's all it takes. But I, I think it could be, this is the, look, we, I, 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 I just, I think this one could be the little bit of a, we need to give a little bit of toffee. <laughs> we need, we need the sweet I, stuff. Look, I, I, I think they I, I, I think they're going to go with just the Oppenheimer steamroller. Uh, they're the only thing I don't see it out of the big ones getting support, actress in a supporting role. Emily Blunt isn't winning. Divine Joy Randolph is winning because, again, she's winning everything else and she's giving good speeches. Uh, what I will say about Divine Joy Randolph is a few things. Uh, one, um, she plays the Jack Black character in, in the High Fidelity series. And, oh yeah! And in her first scene in it, when she arrives, because you know the first scene in that you Jack Black comes in is he's playing Walking on Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, her first scene is that scene, but it's not Walking on Sunshine. I can't remember exactly what it is. And I thought, 
oh fuck this woman seems like she's going to be insufferable and within 30 seconds because that's the first 30 seconds you're going this woman seems like she's going to be insufferable the next 30 seconds you kind of go I kind of love this character Um, and and also as well I I do think out of those and I've not seen The Colour Purple yet um, and I think Jodie Foster's very good in Nyad but I don't think she's deserving of that Um, the 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 scene in the kitchen at the party uh, with Divine Joy Randolph. Oh, in the holdovers. Yeah, uh, in the holdovers. The scene in, in the kitchen, just the the, the 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 look in her face that she gives mm. Uh, mm. when she when when you think is this going to be a big breakdown and she just doesn't. She just basically mm. says, I can't, I can't even remember what she says. It's fucking heartbreaking. Um, and so she deserves it literally just for that facial expression in of itself. The whole, I mean, the whole rest of the performance is it, fantastic. She's 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 very very good in a very very well acted movie in, in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's it's it's, it's a deserved one that one for sure. And weak, I, I will say, kind of weak category. I think that this year that one. Yeah, agree, agree. I mean, I mean, Divine Joy Randolph, I think, would be a good winner in a lot of years. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's, 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 the, a, it's, a, it's an incredible performance. And the fact that Paul Giamatti literally just keeps talking about how wonderful she is in it, in everything mm. that he's doing, in kind of like when people are going, so you're happy, you're actually going, oh, I am, I am, you know, but it's great for Divine... And he just, see, he just... Paul Giamatti just seems like an absolutely lovely man. It, it just, <laughs> and a it great does mind. Make- Absolutely, it just it makes me laugh that if Lily, if they didn't do category fraud, fraud, and Lily Gladstone was in this, she'd yeah. be walking away with it. Which I, I I don't get why she's not in this. She'd be just she'd be walking away with it, and I just don't think she's going to win actress. It's she is making a very very big deal about the part that she's playing in, and apparently she pushed to be in like in best actress, and I feel. Like that was a tactical error. Mm, it, was, um, it, it was a tactical error. It was you done gone done yourself out of an Academy Award because if I was awarding out of those um, those five nominated actresses, there she'd be third. <laughs> Who would be second for you? Uh, Mulligan. Fair. I think that's I think interesting. I think, I, don't worry, I, I think Stone will win that and should win that. Um, but I think I think Mulligan is is very good in a film that you think is going to be where you think that that's going to be a supporting role, but it doesn't. It kind of you can see why that is a a best actress rather than a best supporting actress role. Incidentally, I also think that 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 that. Um, I haven't seen um, obviously American fiction yet, but I, I think that Killian Murphy, Paul Giamatti, and uh, and Bradley Cooper are all three very very strong best actors performances. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I do think it's funny that Annette Bening got in there, yeah, the best actress. I, I mean, it's I agree. Ryan Gosling kind of stole Margot uh, got, stole Barbie away from Margot Robbie. But like I I would there a lot of people on film Twitter seem to be very annoyed that Benning is in there and Robbie's not. And I I do kind of get it, but at the same time, 
I love that Benning plays such a fucking twat yeah. in that film, and she got nominated. Good for her. Yeah. I, I, I don't think... Michael Robbie is, is, is very good in Barbie, but... I think that the the skill of what of what she does is she allows all the things to happen around her. She is the mistake. I think that personally, I think that I, I think the whole Barbie thing. I think it's an incredible. I'm very glad it's successful. It is as a film. I think a little bit has been too much been made of it um, from a personal level. But the I think the mistake that people have, have, have made is thinking that America Ferrera is the straight woman within it i think weirdly barbie is the straight character within that movie that everything kind of happens around Mm. and that's that again just seems like that should kind of be the point you know everything all the craziness is happening around and then her arc is she just kind of realizes well do you know what that world's fucking terrible but our world isn't that fucking great and maybe i should be a better person but fucking hell, that's fucking crazy. What's going on there? But I can be a better person there. It's it, it, there's a weirdness to it. I think it's quite a. I'm looking forward to my rewatch of Barbie. To be honest, I think original screenplay is interesting. So we've got Anatomy of a Fool, The Holdovers, Maestro, May December, Past Lives, and this was the only nomination, if I remember correctly, that May December got, mm. which is very, very funny because that basically would seem to indicate that actors don't like May December. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But also as well, I, it does seem a little bit like that movie was riding high and then just basically farted out everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, quite. And even though I will say, I kind there's a there's a little bit of me that's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of the same with Maestro. It's got quite a lot of nominations, but it kind of feels like it might literally not win anything. It's got a lot of nominations, but Maestro, I, I definitely think Maestro suffered from the fact that it was a Netflix film, not not a Netflix film, but the fact that it didn't get a wide cinematic release. That film has a wide cinematic release. I think more people, um, I, I I think it, it, it's viewed, it's viewed with a bigger. Um, even if it was an Apple film, I think there's an element that it's viewed oh, with more yeah. prestige. Uh, if because if, Apple would have released it, but I think there's a little bit. But then again, there's also an element of, well. Would he have got um, the money to make Maestro and the time to make Maestro? Um, because people would have said, "Well, you know, I, it, 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 it's a movie about um, Leonard Bernstein." You know, how many people? Netflix how, how, were the only one, they were the only ones who were given the money. Yeah, that's it. You know, and people will people will say, "Well, what about you know?" You look at the, the success of a Star Is Born. It's like Bradley Cooper admits that. A Star is Born got made because of Hangover Part 3 and Lady Gaga was in it. I I, I hope Cooper doesn't necessarily try and go... There, the, the narrative is that he's pushing it, it... Like It kind of feels like he's a little bit desperate, which... It, almost in a lady doth protest too much thing. Like there was this. Did you see the Howard Stern thing where it was like, "What would you rather, the Eagles win the Super Bowl or 
Maestro win Best Picture and Best Director, and he's just like straight away Eagles. And apparently, the Eagles won the Super Bowl only like a few years ago. And so it, I, I, I think an element of that is, I think, I think he knows that that, that, that it wasn't quite as good as a Star Is Born, and I think that will irk him a little bit. That, because this is this is the thing. I really, really like Maestro. I thought, it's I, in my I, top I, twenty. I thought it was. I thought, I thought it, I, it's not as good as A Star Is Born, um, but I, I thought it was spectacular. Um, keep it out there. It, it's it's not like my number one film of the year or anything like that. But I, 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 I did think it was spectacular. But I don't think it's it, it, it's definitely far from perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think Past Lives is winning this, and I find that really annoying. Yeah, it, it 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 does look like it's going to there. I'm, I'm stunned that got a Best Picture nomination. I mean, it got two nominations: screenplay and picture, which is wild. In it though, yeah. So, right, um, animated. I, I, this this is interesting. Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. I think it's probably going to be Spider-Man, but the fact that Spider-Man's shown up nowhere else does make me think maybe the boy in the heron's going to do it. I think the boy in the heron's getting it. Yeah, I I kind of think so. If Into the Spider-Verse didn't win that year, then I think then I think Spider-Verse is winning. But yeah, but Nimona being in there. Nice. Fucking rules. I was so happy about that. I I did have a nice smile back. Just because I hope that with Nimona that it just makes more people watch it. Mm. Because it's just a really lovely film. And do you know what? Elemental. Elemental's good. I know a lot of people shit on it. Elemental's good. I'm I'm glad glad to see it there. The thing is, I I will watch it at some point. It'll be... But I'll be honest, it will probably be... I'll probably do like I did with um, things like Ant-Man, where I'll watch it on my lunch. <laughs> which Yeah, yeah, no, which is fine. Which is fine. Mm. But, it, it, I, yeah. Um, I think Best Cinematography is interesting. El Conde, the Pablo Lorraine film yeah. where Pinochet is a vampire, um, shot by Edward Lackman. That film looks fucking amazing. I, I like, Oppenheimer's going to win... But El Conde being in company with Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro Oppenheimer, and Poor Things, sure, yeah, yeah, it, man. It, it, it's, it's that's pretty cool. That, but yeah, I, I great, do think great old, choice. Um, Hoy, he's, he's getting that one. Yeah, he is. He is. But you know, I've, I've, th- those are great nominations. Um, and, and best yeah, score. It is. Sorry, actually, actually, that, that category is is actually really strong because. Um, I haven't seen El Con- Conde uh, yet, but obviously I think Maestro Maestro looks very good, but also Mike um, Liberty is getting to play a little bit. He's getting to play around. I think in a very similar way to uh, to Robbie Ryan, he's getting to play around a little bit there. But the the cleverness and the just the the sheer technical skill that went into Oppenheimer with it being um, with them having, you know, effectively zero computer-generated effects, it, it is it, that's got to play into it. I think within the within the, the technicalities of that category, for sure. Um, what else is there? I think best original scores 
an interesting one. And I think it shows the strength of American fiction, where I haven't heard anyone talk about the score for American fiction, but no. there it is picking up a nomination. No, I, um, yeah, I haven't heard anyone, anyone mention it. It's, it's an interesting one, that one. Really looking forward to that film. Oh, really, yeah, really, I mean, it just, it just looks really good. Hmm. But American Fiction, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, four things. And this is interesting, because ob- obviously for Robbie Robertson, it's a posthumous nomination. Yeah. You you wonder if that's going to play into it. Yeah. Um, but I don't I, think he's won one before, actually, either, has he? So there you go. I quite like Poor Things as well. Like Again, I kind of think Oppenheimer's... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it just fits the character so well as well. Yeah, in fact, yeah, and and I, I think I, I remember when we were talking about the film, the fact that the score is is chaotic and out of tune um, at the start. You know, it you know it's supposed to be. It's a really well written piece of music that it is. It's Mm. out of tune. It's out of key, and then gradually as the film goes in, the same score loses more of that out of keyness uh, and that out of tune uh, elements to it, and becomes a more a a more balanced score, which is a really that it's not just a piece of music. It's a piece of music that fits the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of score complementing film it, it's there and i mean the, you know i mean indiana jones cool whatever american fiction i haven't seen killers of flower moon oppenheimer poor things i'm kind of all right with any of them winning yeah yeah so robert Robertson, yeah it's his first nomination actually it's the only time he's been nominated for academy award as well that's wild that's wild it is when you it is when you look at like some of the movies that he's done it's, that's bonkers um but yeah, I mean, the, the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny one is a weird one because it's a good score, but isn't it just kind of the Indiana Jones score? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit. It's John Williams give him a nomination. Don't be wrong. I, and I, I think there's a strong. I, personally, I think there's a strong argument to make that that of all the classic Williams scores, I think there's an argument to make that actually. I think that Indiana Jones might be better than Jurassic Park and Star Wars. Uh, yeah, Scott, spicy take. I, I, I do. It's. I just think it's it's a more fun piece of music. But it, but like previously, haven't there been scores that weren't allowed to be considered because they contain? Yeah, there's too much unoriginal material. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I mean, fucking I mean, hell, it's the Indiana Jones score. Apparently not here. Um, <laughs> so um, I will say as well, Oscar nominee Godzilla minus one. Wait, what, what did it get nominated for? But visual effects. Visual effects. What, I, I, it couldn't get nominated for best film, best foreign film though, could it? Because it wasn't put forward. Uh, it wasn't Japan's submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Instead, it was it was Perfect Days. The Famous Japanese director, Wim Wenders. Wim Wenders, yeah, I mean, yeah, quite. Fucking um, hell. And I quite like Wim Wenders. I mean, visual effects is interesting. I mean, the creator, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians Volume Three, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, and Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon, because they drowned horses. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I kind of feel like the creator should get that. Yep. There is some fucking banging effects in the creator. Like that, like the, 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 
I think the visual effects complement like the production design of and and the sound. Actually, did it? I think it got a sound nomination. It did. Yeah, like the creator technically on a technical level, that film is doing some fucking good work. Yeah, it, 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 it's a. I I think people will come round to the creator. I hope I do. I th- I, th- I think people will come round to it. Um, I I think I don't think it's it, it, it's a. Again, I've this three times. I don't think it's a perfect film. I think it has flaws, um, but I think there's an there's a bit of an element that it's. I'm probably gonna get fucking shouted at for saying this by people. Um, I think it's a better film of that ilk than something like AI, which I do think is a little bit retrospectively overrated. <laughs> okay. Mm. Like, no one liked AI when it came out, and then years later people start going, actually, it's quite a good film. It's like, or is it just still just all right? <laughs> I can't say I've got any passion to go back and watch that. Yeah, it's like, it was probably a little bit better than people gave it credit for when it came out, but it's not as good as people are trying to say it is now. Mm. All right, look, there you go, half an hour. Um, I, I'll i say right now, I'm not going to be able to do Oscarvation this year. Um, It is... The week after I'm back from Bahrain, and I maybe just maybe pushing I, your luck a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, I could book the day off work, but I'm actually already taking a week off at a very ill opportune time. I I might be able to, so me and Bex might do it, but that that okay. will, that that will just be me getting angry about things. <laughs> what is it? So wait, just best original song though. Oh uh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that I is... didn't think that <laughs> uh, that films were allowed to have two nominations within it. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, I don't even remember what was I made for from Barbie. It's that fucking sad sack one that plays at the end. Cool. It's going to win as well. That's the thing. It's, it, that is going to win. Is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. I, I genuinely I don't, don't remember it. I, like, at all. Why can't, I mean, why, really, why can't Peaches I, be on there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'd, I'd like I'm Just Ken to win. Ryan Gosling, you better fucking perform it at the Oscars, otherwise you're a coward. He would as well. I bet he really wants to. I bet he I really, really wants to. He would be forever a legend if he does I'm Just Ken at the Oscars. Mm. I, it, it would be incredible. I reckon he really wants to, because I reckon he just... he he. I reckon he just really fucking likes the... He, he's really leaned into it and gone, I, I like this. Not, not everybody look at me. I think he likes the fact that he's been part of this and that it's meant so much to little girls. I think he likes that idea. Mm, I hope so. Uh, yeah. So look, I, I just I don't think there's going to be many surprises. 
Uh, Wes Anderson's going to win his first Oscar for live-action short film for The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Has he not won an Academy Award for screenplay at some point? Apparently not. That feels like that's like like like, like somebody's made a mistake there. Like they've taken it off him by accident. I mm. swear he's fucking won one for something. All right. I'm going to have to look this up now. Because I, I, I feel like maybe like screenplay for Tenenbaums or something like that, but I don't think so. He's been nominated eight times, but never won. Wow. Yeah, there you go. And, and what he's going to win for is a, a short. Yeah. That feels a little yeah. bit like a... <laughs> yeah, fucking thanks for that. <laughs> I'm glad he'll have one. You oh, is it comment. the? <laughs> oh, is it those? The fucking Roald Dahl mm. ones. Mm. Ah, fuck off. Ah, <laughs> uh, wonderful, wonderful story of Henry Sugar. I quite liked it. I don't like Roald Dahl with a passion. No, 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 no. Fair enough. But I mean, like the sh- the visuals on showing that thing are fucking rule. I mean, um, I, I mean, I, I, I'll say it now. It wasn't in my top ten, but yeah, um, Asteroid City um, is. Is around for things. No, I, I'll, I'll talk about Asteroid City later. But that not getting a production design nomination for me. Actually, let me just have a quick look at what did get nominated for production design. Because maybe it was a strong year. Barbie, Killers of Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, yeah. poor things. Yeah. Now, when I looked at that, I picked out one that I went, Nah, fuck off, not having that. It should be. It should be uh, Asteroid City. What one? Uh, Napoleon. Yeah, 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 okay. Because I would say the production exactly the design. I, I, the more I think about Napoleon, the more I think it's actually, it might be a bit crap. The, it, the production design is, is, is fine, but at points it doesn't look. At points you're looking at it going, there's a lot of, like, nothing there. It and, is and, nothing. It's exactly what I had in my head just then, Mark. Yeah. There's, you know, it's. Outside isn't production design. That's just outside. And the inside bits, there's a lot of like, oh, fucking hell, we're in this building, but I can't be asked to put something there. And I can't be asked to work out what I get the fucking tech guys to render a fucking put there. Whereas Asteroid City is just production design up the wazoo. Uh, I, I literally watched Asteroid City last night. Um, and it fucking... Crazy. I mean, it, it, it's it's a collection of fucking dioramas with, with moving dioramas, and I don't mean that in a negative way this time for uh, Wes Anderson, because uh, it, it fits with the store, like the store, yeah, story within a play, within a yeah, uh, televised know, retelling of the creation of the play. To, to, it just works. Yes, to me, that is as as odd and not getting nominated as when as when. Um, American Hustle got nominated for Lords, but not Best Fucking Hair and Makeup when that film was 80% hair and makeup. <laughs> uh, um, I'll end this on just saying, and no comments need to be made, I'm very, very glad that I don't, I don't have to feel like I need to watch Ava DuVernay's origin um, <laughs> in, in order to catch up with Oscar stuff. That film could be good. It doesn't but Ian, I just it doesn't I, matter. I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter I'm not, if you want to watch it. It doesn't matter if 
doesn't matter if you want to watch it. Doesn't even matter if you do watch it. Do you know what does matter? The fact that you can watch it and it's available to watch. That's what matters. That is what fucking matters. How do I watch it? It's not fucking playing anywhere. Fuck knows. But it, what matters is the fact that you can watch it if you want. Doesn't matter if it's good. Looks good. Sounds good. Anybody cares. Just as long as there's nothing attached to the back end. Yeah. I. I yeah. She's just annoyed. She annoys the fuck out of me. At some she point, just, like, at some it point really somebody bothers me. is going to turn around and go, do you know what? She's a bit of a cunt. <laughs> yeah, but. She's an ex-agent who's really well-liked in Hollywood. And so Is she? Or does she just know where a lot of bodies are buried? No, I think... Yeah, well... <laughs> she, know, she, she knows where... She knows... She's fixed it for quite a few people and, and, and they know. <laughs> I just... When they said that she was going to do that DC adaptation of... I think it was The New Gods. It was like, right, that's, that's interesting. Do that. And then she didn't do that. And instead... She does documentaries and features that are just crying out, love me. Yeah. I, I'm doing important things. Yeah. And ju- it just, it puts me, it her promotion of her work puts me off so strongly. Yeah. I, she, I, I, her, her, uh, her promotion of, of, of her films seems to be, she, 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 advertise her films to a point of where it's almost like she's basically saying I'm going to say all this because then if you criticise my film in any way I can use this point, this point, this point and this point against you it, even if you just thought it was crap <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the hubris for somebody who's never actually made a decent feature movie is baffling she got very, very lucky that Selma came out the year that it did. Because, hang on, let me just check. Because I'm pretty sure that that was the winter that Trump got elected. No, it wasn't. I'm talking out my ass. The year after, wasn't it? It was a good few years before that. God, Selma's 10 years old. Yes, it's, it's Selma's out longer ago than you think, yeah? Selma is 10 years old. All right, well, I'm going to take that back. But I just... Yeah, Selma's fine as well. It's it's not. It's you know, there's never going to be a criterion of Selma because no one was going to buy it. Seven point five out of ten on IMDb. Everyone was all over that film when it came out. All over it. Yeah. Seven point five. Anyway, I wonder what it is on Letterboxd. I bet it's at least a four. Yeah, but how many people do you reckon watched it and went? I can't put three. I'll just put four. It's a 3.8. That seems about right, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. 3.8 seems about right. Because, and do you know David, what? David uh, Actually... Leo is very, very good in it. Um, the performances are all very good. It, it's just. It's a, it, it's a, I just don't it think got... it's a well made film. It got so because I remember people being fucking fuming that it, like it wasn't nominated for much and only won one, and yet it's 
all 3.5s and 4s on Letterboxd, which is like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, sure. Mm. Fine. That's really interesting, that, because I, that was, I mean, that was the cause celebre of the year, was why isn't Selma getting nominated for every single fucking thing? Do you, but, but the more you get away from that, are you going, well, who was making all that noise, though? <laughs> Well, yeah, quite. Because this is the thing with Origin as well. Like, it, it's so funny. Like, I, I saw, I think it was Deadline saying how there was a grassroots campaign to to like get it like get it attention. A grassroots campaign in Hollywood. Yeah. What what what's that then? You get your famous mate to host a screening. Grassroots. A grassroots campaign to get a thirty-eight million dollar movie that nobody's watching. You know, that stars, that has, you know, a lot of you know, like very well-liked people in it. I mean, this is, I don't know, it's funny, because obviously we've it just... It might be really quite spent, good. It might be, I'll never watch it out of principle at this That's point. That's fine, and I agree with you. I'm probably going to watch it, but but I agree with your stance about not watching it. I mean, it, it, you know, in the end of the day, though, we just spent 40 minutes talking about the Oscars because, like, it's a thing that we're interested in and it's like a hobby. Yeah. But the further away I get from, like, being bothered about being in that space, it just becomes funnier seeing how angry oh, people God, yeah. get the, over this shit. <coughs> the Oscars, they're, they're fun. You know, it isn't like... It isn't like when Oppenheimer wins Best Picture. It's like... We all we, we will have to re-record. I mean, I don't know what, what everyone's picked for. What is it? Uh, and maybe a mild spoiler for what was my number one of the year. But it's not like we'll all have to re-record this and go. Actually, guys, going back to our year in review, the Academy Awards put Oppenheimer in, so we need to change our number ones. If our number ones are Oppenheimer, uh, we have to change our number ones now because you know the Academy decided that that was the best film of the year. They're a bit of fucking fun, and the. The whole, this person was snubbed or blah, blah, blah. It's just, so? And, you know, in the end of the day, Margot Robbie was probably number uh, number six. Greta Gerwig was probably number six. I I think if you asked um, Margot Robbie and said, do you care? I think she'd go, no, I Mm. don't. I, I would like to win an Academy Award one year. I really would. But I'm not even sure if it's for that movie. And the thing is, she'll win for Best Picture. That's the thing. She'll win as a producer. And, that, and oh, what, she'll do, love Do you that. think Barbie will win Best Picture? Oh, no, not this year, but just in the future. Yeah, because she, she does seem... She, she got into that producer thing, you know, quite heavily, quite early on. You know, I mean, Magna Robbie's, mm. what, 31? Yeah. I mean, you know, produce Saltburn, produce Promising Young Woman. I mean, yeah. like, she, you know, she kind of created Emerald... As well as Emerald Fennell, obviously. But she really helped create Emerald Fennell's filmmaking career. And that's cool. Yeah. You know, like, Saltburn, wild fucking film. Promising Young Woman, I quite like it. You know, I Emerald Fennell herself I've got feelings about. But I like her films. I've got feelings about it. But then again, the weird thing is, when I see her talking about stuff, I think, you're an entitled dickhead, please stop talking. But when I see her talking about films... I think, actually, you're quite interesting. I think, again, would I want to... If I was having a pint with her, right, 
I would be fine talking about films. The minute she started talking about anything else, I'd be going, oh my God, this person's an absolute dick. <laughs> mm. I, mean, I We should probably move on, but my the funniest thing, and I, I laugh about it every year, and I don't even know whether I've mentioned it on the podcast, is when people go, oh, so blah, 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 gets a Best Picture nomination, but it doesn't get a Best Director nomination. Well, do you think it directed itself? No. <laughs> Ten films get nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> Five films get nominated for Best Director. Yep. Five, ten into five doesn't go. It doesn't, doesn't. We tried. It don't work. <laughs> it just it makes me laugh when people say, "Oh, did it direct itself?" There's just not that. Yeah. yeah, you know. And also, best picture is a representation. It's supposed to be like it's a it's an award for the producers mm. of the film for getting it all together and kind of like getting all the constituent pieces together. So a film that wins Best Picture may not win Best Director and vice versa because they are two different things. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, unless it's just like we all subscribe to the auteur theory, the director may as well be the producer. If we all subscribe to that, then fine. Otherwise, it is a completely moot point. Yep. Right, so. Uh, ETA on Becky? Uh, about 20, 25 minutes. Okay, so, shall we start? Have you got a top 20? I do have or... a top 20, yeah. Okay, so maybe, I'm, I'm thinking maybe Becky didn't do that? No, she didn't. She did a top 10. Okay, all right. So When, I, when, I, when, I, when I said to her, I've done a top 20, she went, 20! <laughs> so I was like, yes. She's like, do it every year. She's like, you, 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 you think there was 20 films good, <laughs> that good this year? I was like, okay, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. All right, so tell you what, Mark. Why don't you um, why don't you talk about your uh, go through your twenty um, through eleven in that case, then, Bud? Right. My number twenty uh, is Master Gardener. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my number nineteen is Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. Um, my number eighteen. I don't know why I'm counting these on my hands. Uh, <laughs> my number eighteen is The Killer. Mm. My number seventeen is Air. Mm. My number 16 is Bo is Afraid. Nice. My number 15 is Asteroid City. Nice. My number 14 is The Creator. Wow, cool. Yeah. My number 13 is The Holdovers. Mm-hmm. My number 12 is They Clone Tyrone. <laughs> That's a great shout, yeah. Uh, yeah. My number 11 is The Covenant. Nice. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Uh, which means there's some fucking wild things in my top ten. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's, let's pause for a second then, because The Holdovers is one that you've just watched in the last week. Yes. So, do you want to go a bit more into, into The Holdovers? Yeah, it certainly can do. Um, so, uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a really interesting, fun film, is The Holdovers, in the sense that it it very much it, I wish I'd watched it over Christmas um, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it very much encapsulates that comedy drama element um, that I think Alexander Payne is is very good at doing uh, for that but I think his I think often um, Alexander Payne's kind of idiosyncrasies um, if that's a word which it probably isn't um, I think that they they hang 
um, based on who he has as his central character, who he has his central leading actor there, um, in the sense of whether or not you warm to it or you you don't. And I think the fact that it's Paul Giamatti and Paul Giamatti is very good at what I was worried about was um, that. I, I think I'm wearing thin with the idea of cantankerous older gentlemen in the sense that, no, sometimes these people are just pricks. Uh, and it, I think it's time that we started calling people pricks rather than um, indulging them <laughs> a little bit uh, there. Uh, but Paul Giamatti doesn't do that. He doesn't ever... His character isn't a prick. He just doesn't really seem to know how to act around people. And the more the film goes along, the more you understand why um, within that. I think the performances are, are, are very good. Uh, I think Dominic Sessa is, is very good. Um, y- you build up more as the film goes along uh, into understanding why he, he acts the way he, he does. Uh, and Divine Joy Randolph, I think, is, is spectacular in the film. Um and I, I just had a really good time with it. Um, it's it's a really enjoyable film. I, I like the fact that there's no big moment between um, Angus and Paul. They just kind of mm. get along quite well. And and the moments that they have together kind of feel um, quite real um, in that. And you know, Paul Giamatti growing up um, as, you know... As he grew up um, and the the lineage that he comes from, you you have a very good idea that he knows he knows Paul, he knows people who are Paul, and he knew people that were um, that were these kids. Um, you know, with it, like I say, with I mean, his his dad was, uh, I believe, the um, was a professor at Yale, and then was the um, President of, of of Yale as well, uh, and Paul Giamatti himself went to Yale, so it, it it does seem like a world that he's very much sort of upon that he's swam in, which is it's something he's kind of he said in one of the actors' roundtables, uh, which he's always fascinating on those things. Um, there, I, I just think it's a very it's a very very good film. Yeah, I mean, I'll um, I I it's on a later list, but I'll I'll talk about it now as well it, it it's i said at the time like past lives a lot of people are saying like oh it feels like a film from the 70s kind of like plucked into into like today kind of like the cat like freeway kind of character drama kind of thing and i'm, I'm like yeah okay if that film was in the 70s no one would be giving it any attention it's just the fact that it's like a, a unique object now the holdovers both in a on the surface sense and a lower down sense feels like a film of the past as well um the look of it i think is fucking tremendous yeah it, it's it, um, it's got that um it's very much got that Hal Ashby kind of vibe to it in terms of the look. Yeah, um, that is yeah. that is there for sure. Um, it's just like, like you say, there's not necessarily big moments. It just, it's it's a character drama, mm. 
you know, but it's kind of focused on more than just Paul Giamatti. And it, it, yeah, I, I think it's a love, it's a lovely film, which I, I almost think like maybe in a stronger year, it wouldn't be on a, on an upcoming list. No. But like it, it just, it's a really, 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 really nice sophisticated watch and it's a good adult film without like necessarily being adult you know like i settled into watch it knowing that i was going to watch a good film and and that's yeah that's it it's just it's a couple of hours of really really good film Mm. you get on with the characters there's really really good laughs the emotional stuff hits but it's not people screaming it at each other it it's very very it's very very well handled and it's alexander payne kind of like going away from like the whole uh, the high concept stuff like like downsizing and just going i'm just going to make a film about characters but it's going to be really really style like stylized in a way that recalls the films i'm trying to evoke mm. but i'm also going to evoke them in quality dialogue yeah, it's it's it, it's just a really it's a really good piece of like you say adult filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good list. Go on. Okay. What, what's your what's your um, twenty to eleven? So my twenty is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Nice. Uh, a cracking film. Uh, Nineteen is Creed Free. Ooh. Nice. Uh, my my eighteen. Actually matches your eighteen, the killer. Oh. Which after the first watch wouldn't be anywhere near this, and may well be in most disappointing. But hey, <laughs> that 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 film cooked second time round. Um, my seventeenth is John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, Sixteen is Suzume. Good, I didn't get uh, to that. That was one of the ones I wanted to get to, but just 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 run out of run out of room a little bit. Yeah, wanted to rewatch it, and it just—it's not fucking anywhere yeah, that, yet. That, I think that, it gets a Blu-ray release in like February. It's that, been out for a year. That—that—that's that, that, why I couldn't couldn't watch it because I just couldn't couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's taking forever to come out, but it, it great film. Uh, okay, so uh, 2019, 18, 17, 16, so fifteen uh, is uh, Rye Lane, um, which was like up near the top early on in the year for me. Um, yeah, really lovely film. Disney Plus, like less than an hour and a half long. Um, 15, uh, 14 is Maestro. Uh, my 13 is Nimona. My 12 is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And my 11 is Bo is Afraid. Which, you know, also, like I didn't include put it in, in Surprising because... It's in another list I'm talking about, but there, there's an argument to say I could I could have put it in surprising as well. To be honest, mm. um, fair play, Ariasta. I need to rewatch your work. I just need to get around to rewatching your work because your films are really long. That is that is one thing. Yeah, they are quite fucking long, aren't they? Yeah, but um, really, yeah, very very taken with Bowie's afraid. You know that. Just the mix of anxiety dream and just really funny black comedy shit. Like it's so it's such a unique little beast of a film is Bo is Afraid. 
like just the sex scene with Parker Posey. Is it, is it Parker Posey? Yeah. yeah. Like just. <laughs> it's just that's it. It's been a great year for kind of surreal, absurdist filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, quite wild. Um, okay, cool. Look, uh, should we? Um, we can start like, with, take a little break. Yeah, we can take a little oh. break, and then we can. If Beck's limp back, we can start with our tens to set to eights. I think. Yeah, sure. Okay, sounds good. But yeah, I'll take a break first. Cool. CS3P Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Hunter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? All right. So uh, Becky is not with us yet, but we will we will crack on regardless. So. Mark, yep. what's your number 10? Coming in with a fucking bang and a fucking bullet. My number 10 is... It's the first one that's also been nominated for Razzies. <laughs> yeah. It's Julius Avery's The Pope's Exorcist. Good. Yeah. Good. Strong. Just, Strong. I, I'm, I'm not doing this Good. to take the fucking piss or anything like that. No. No. I... I contemplated putting this... Originally, it was my number one in surprises when I started mm-hmm. making my list. And then I went, hang on a minute. It's called The Pope's Exorcist, and it stars Russell Crowe. There is no way you were surprised you liked this, you prick. Um, and, yeah, I've watched it twice. It got better <laughs> second time. Um, I'll be honest, like, yeah, the, your logic checks out. Sorry, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just fucking great. It's just a great time. I will watch the the thing is, there are movies that 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 are in my top ten that I, I will watch again, but I might watch them once more in my lifetime, maybe fucking twice, right? I might watch fucking the Pope Sexist twice again this year and have a great time both fucking times doing it. I might watch the Pope Sexist fifty times before I die. I don't think I'll be able to say that for any other of the movies in my top ten. That's why it kind of has to be there. And I often do reserve number ten for one of those films where I go, do you know what, fuck it. That's not going to appear on anybody else's list. And I don't care if people think I'm taking the piss. I am genuinely not. The Pope's Exorcist is a great fucking time. It does what very few horror movies, modern horror movies do, where it just goes batshit. Towards the end, mm. a woman explodes. Mm. 
literally explodes. A naked woman covered in blood explodes. And it's glorious. I mean, it's it's a film that starts with Russell Crowe tricking a demon into going into a pig. Yeah, yep. And, and, and there's a bit where there's a big old fucking chair and you uh, in your brain, if you aren't going, fucking hell, I hope Russell Crowe's just sat in that chair later on, possessed to fuck. And then he is and you go, yep. this might be the greatest movie that's ever existed. And it might be, but it's not. It's the 10th best movie that existed in 2023. <laughs> on a somewhat similar vibey level... My number 10 film for the year that was 2023 is Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo. Fair fucking play. I genuinely hoped you would have this in that. So, Gran Turismo was my birthday film. Yep. And is a film that activates lizard brain shit for me. Now, as we know, 2023 was the year of me basically falling in love with the Vroom Vrooms. Yep. And um, Gran Turismo rather captures that for me. Um, I think it is the, the, you know, the best video game adaptation. And I think that even if it didn't have the video game aspect behind it, it feels like a good, like example of a of a well a great example of a sports film it absolutely ticks the boxes but i think uh archie madakwe is really winning in the lead role yeah, he, he, I think he's, he's he's really good in it and ha- having watched saltburn it's made me appreciate his performance in gran turismo more but not because he's bad in Saltburn, but it's just you go, holy shit, they're the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he can, he can, yeah, he can do diff- he can absolutely do different things. Mm. He's going to be a star. Yeah, he's he is. He, he is. Looking uh, forward. To- I, I saw an interview with him talking about like um, <laughs> talking about like acting and, and, and bits like that, and they kept like asking him about Saltburn, and because it was a recent interview, like and, like the fact all these people, what is it? And all he wanted to talk about was Gran Turismo. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Because, I mean, and why not? It's his, it's his fucking film. Yeah. He kept going, you know, I, I, you know, it was great and I really, I really liked it. But yeah, Gran Turismo, I got to drive all these fucking cars and it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the fact that Jan Mardenborough plays his own fucking stunt double in the film is very, very funny. I think that's great. Um, J- Jaimon Honsu, I just, you, and you're, you have fucking ruined my brain because all I ever want to say is Digimon Honsune <laughs> I can't like Jaimon Honsu sounds wrong to me it's now. not a real name um, but it, it just I I think he's great like he's got some real like I, I just want him to be alright I I like I feel like if he like I don't understand this thing so I'm gonna reject it kind of aspect of it feels very lived in to be honest yeah um and jelly halliwell's there and she's all right mm. you know like i i don't know man i thought she was all right it just it just <laughs> makes me laugh that you know 
the wife of the owner of the Red Bull team plays the mum in the Gran Turismo film, a film that's got nothing to do with Red Bull racing whatsoever. And it's just like... But, ah, but, like, but it, her it being like there absolutely does have stuff to do with that. But yeah, it does, but how? It kind of doesn't make sense, and yet it makes all the sense in the world. It just... I, I was very, very, very entertained by it. Also, I mean, old David Harbour, brilliant. He's absolutely great, yeah. understands the assignment. Orlando Bloom knows exactly what he's fucking doing. Yeah. You know, it just... It's, it's that lizard brain stuff where, like, Top Gun Maverick is, like, the absolutely S-tier lizard brain stuff this isn't but it, it also just activates that shit in me like i swear to god this will act thinking about it this will probably be on the in-flight entertainment when i go to bahrain next month and i will watch the fuck out of it if it is <laughs> fair enough like which what i would do on your way to bahrain i would just watch fucking this um uh... Le Mans, what's it? And um, was it, what was that one called that Ron Howard did? Was it? Oh, uh, Rush. Rush. I watched Rush this year. Yeah, you so, can watch it again. But yeah, I, yeah, I feel like <laughs> like I wanted to watch Top Gun on a plane. Also. I feel like yeah. I, I'm going to need to watch like three racing movies in a row. If you don't want to watch Rush, throw in fucking Days of Thunder in there. Because that's... I know, I was thinking... Yeah. I was thinking Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Yeah. Days of Thunder's a good watch. You do get halfway through it and go, I mean, this is just Top Gun, but I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh... And, I'm gonna have so I'm gonna have so many drinks before I even get there. Yeah, and, and the wonderful thing that, oh, that Tony Scott said about uh, Days of Thunder is that that movie should just be sponsored by cocaine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Willems did a really good video about um, Days of Thunder. Came out a few weeks back. There's there's some good stuff in there actually. I'm not I'm not always master like the narrative of the Patrick Williams U- Williams YouTube videos is fucking infuriating but when he actually does film criticism stuff you know the stuff that people actually watch it for I think he's really good mm. and yeah it's a really good one on Days of Thunder but anyway Gran Turismo well done Blomkamp number 10 your number 9 Mark Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 fuck yeah uh, it's just great en- entertainment and it, it I think it it sideswiped everybody a little bit by being more bombastic and fun-leaning than I think the than I think that um, that the previous couple had been a little bit more blockbuster, but a little bit more serious. This 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 went a little bit sillier, not like full-blown silly. It's not like Mission Impossible too silly, but kind of leaned into um, like those elements a little bit more, um, and I, I, I kind of like that about it. Um, interesting that that it, it's now just Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, and it's no longer Part One. So that suggests that they've that they've maybe gone. Do you know what? We're going to slightly pivot from what Part Two was going to be because we get it. Not everybody vied with this. I don't think I mean, it's it, it, it it's it's perceived um, failings at the box office. I don't think we're anything to do with the film. I think they fucked up the release. Yeah, I mean it's 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 an interesting that one that, isn't it? Because like the way it ends, 
they do, and they're they've been shooting part two. It is still going. Like there might be some rejigging, but it also feels like it's almost just a marketing thing. Where, like, what are they going to trick people of? Like, all right, well, I didn't like that last one, but this new one, okay, it's not a part two anymore. It's a separate film. Then they're going to go watch it, and it's going to be it's starting with him fucking trying to find the downed sub. Yeah. It's well, like I, I think they've maybe gone. Do you know what? We got a little bit carried away and had a little bit too much hubris calling this part one. We need, we need to, we need to take our, we need to look at it and go right. Fucking, let's step back a little bit. I mean, like what what they probably need to do is do Mission Impossible, like. Final mission. I don't. Not something as dumb as that, but have a subtitle that's like, "Look, no fooling. This is Cruz's last one." Yeah. Build it around that, and that will that will get enough bums on seats. Yeah. It, 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 it will. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's gonna have a problem. I think the fact that you're gonna have uh, next year you're gonna have a new Mission Impossible, and the year after that you're gonna have a new Top Gun. I think is gonna be all right. So I, I think mm. Tom Cruise is gonna be okay. Oh no, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. He's just signed some sort of non-exclusive deal with Warner Brothers, yeah. and obviously looking into Top Gun Three. The Warner Brothers thing's exciting. I hope that means that like there's there's gonna be maybe some more like dramatic roles in he can maybe actually starring more than one film a year because he doesn't have to train for fucking a year beforehand or something. That's it. And I like the fact that he's basically said, you know, I'm just going to make films with Christopher McQuarrie for the rest of my career and that'll be it. And he doesn't just mean him directing them, but he means him. He's now his like producing partner, his writing partner. And I just think that that it's pretty cool the fact that they've got that kind of relationship that I think is... That's pretty fucking cool. Quite. Yeah, good. Um, okay, my number nine is Hayao Miyazaki's The Boy and the Heron. Nice. Just uh, yeah. couldn't get to this. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it, it, it's cracking. I, it's not the most top tier of Miyazaki, but it's still better than 95% or 97% of films out there. Um, it is a great imaginative funny dark sweet kind of like twisted little bit of work which um the english dub has robert pattinson doing the weirdest <laughs> fucking voice robert pattinson will maybe ever do um yeah where, it, where it, he does sound more like willem defer than willem defer does <laughs> Yes, yeah, Willem Dafoe is in the film and I thought it was Robert Pattinson doing a dual role because he's just doing Willem Dafoe, so I thought it was just Willem Dafoe round two. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, I, I'm assuming you you guys will probably end up getting to this at some point oh, gotcha. within the next month or two, yeah. so we'll, we'll talk about it more. But yeah, the, the Boy and the Heron is a wonderful bit of work. It's not my, it's not my favourite animated film of the year. Ooh, interesting. There we go. Oh, is that is that a door? That is a door. Or yes, is that... it is a list as oh. well being unfailed. <laughs> My paper list girl. I've got to look at your list. I haven't seen your list. I've got to look at it. I, 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 your your list. Your paper list is always a beautiful thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> My workings are on there this year. Oh, that's the workings that I love. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, 
So, Bex, we have both done our number 10s and number 9s. Of best of? Yeah. Best of. Okay. Um, do you want me to do mine? Please do. Okay. So, my number 10... Um, my number 10 of the year... Um, right. Full clarification. This is my list of my favourite films of the year. That's what it always should be. That's fine. My number 10 is Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> That's great. Good idea. I just, I just really appreciate the... I think a lot of horror now is very sanitised and it's, sure. it's not fucking gnarly enough. And Evil Dead Rise was fucking grim. That, that scene with the cheese grater haunts my dreams. And mm-hmm. and I just think the imagery of it, the the way that the, uh, the the movements of the the possessed people are like choreographed or whatever. It, I I just think it's fantastic visually. Story wise, it maybe it maybe could have been stronger, but it's the Evil Dead series. Like they're not think pieces. Well, no, number two is basically just a funny remake of number one. Yeah, <laughs> and then. And there's number three, and that's just fucking wild. Uh, so, yeah. For context, um, my number ten was The Pope's Exorcist. And what was yours, Ian? Uh, Gran Turismo. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Evil Dead Rise. You can see my entire list there, can't you? Great horror, yeah. You're cheating a little bit there. I'm not. And my number nine possibly could have gone into my most surprising, but then I realised I liked it more than that would suggest. Um, was haunting in Venice. Um, It would have gone into the most surprising because it's such a fucking return to form after the second one was really, really bad. It nearly made my surprises. Um, And I just think everyone in it is perfect. The story is so good and so clever. And like it plays out like a horror movie, which obviously is Becky Nip, for the majority of, of the film. And then you just get this logical conclusion. It's like... Fucking hell. Do you know what? That all makes sense. And like, oh, it probably won't make sense on rewatch. Like, there'll be bits that like don't tie into this logical conclusion. And then you rewatch and it's like, fuck me, that's clever. That's really fucking clever. So, yeah, Haunting in Venice. So, that was my, so my number nine was, was Mission Impossible. And Ian's was? Uh, the Boy and Heron. Oh, I'm still devastated that I've not seen it. It's been nominated, that hasn't it? We're going to have to try and get to see it before the Oscars. We will indeed. I've made a little list of all the ones I want to see. That's cool. But it's paper list, and as such, I don't have it with me. Fair. So yeah, ten, nine. Very good. Very good. Um, Mark, let's have your number eight. My number eight is, and again, I think this is the second movie that was available, that was on the Razzies list. Uh, (laughs) As I did text Ian uh, earlier and said, I think there's as many... Academy Award nominated films my worst of list as there is Razzie nominated films my best of list um, is anyone but you and I'm just again as soon as my number 10 not fucking ashamed of that I it, it was about how good a time I had with this movie yeah and I had a fucking great time with this movie <laughs> it's again like I said about the Pope's Exorcist I will watch anyone but you multiple times uh, in my lifetime and I will have a great time every time I watch it and 
Can I ask a question? What? Is part of your enjoyment Sydney Sweeney's high legged bikini bottoms and Glenn Powell's ripped abs? Yeah. Yeah. But it also has the best line in cinema of the of twenty twenty three. Oh, of twenty twenty three, I was gonna say yeah. be still my quaking vagina is the best line in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Strong mm. shout, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, anyone but you. Uh, we spoke about it not too long What's ago, so I won't get too much. What? What's the line? Oh, <laughs> oh shit! What the fuck was it? The um, hot girl fit. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, your hot yeah, girl yeah. fit. Yeah, yeah. That is, that <laughs> yeah. Is great, yeah, it's a fucking great line. That's fair. Um, I, I, no, I'm sorry, but the mumbly girl who looks like she has a secret is a better it is, line. It, it is. It, I just it, think that's such a perfect it, it, summation. It might be a better line. Sweetie. Yeah. It's a great fucking line. It's just a great fucking charming film and yeah, as well good. something that i didn't say back when we reviewed it the whole the bit where she gets her trousers wet in the the bathroom bit and then she's like trying to dry him and then eventually she just turns the blow around and puts the trousers on the what is it i've done that <laughs> like 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 when people i, I saw someone comment about it and go are oh, the ridiculous of that and i thought no it's not ridiculous I have literally done that in a bathroom before. I liked this film because the way everyone behaves feels relatable. It feels lived in and real for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, my, my, my second one where people will be listening going, God, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <Fair>. But there's more. <laughs> a lot of your 10 to 20s in my top 10. That's fair. Um so my num- my number eight, and we we actually spoke uh, on it a bit more in detail earlier on, was uh, the holdovers. So uh, I'll refer people to earlier on in the show. Moving on to Becky, your number eight. Hang on, I folded my list. Why are you so folding your list? Just so I could be surprised. Um, let's have a look. Oh, so my number eight, you're gonna hate me. What is it? My number eight was Zone of Interest. <sighs> We're gonna review it next week. Okay, I won't say too much. Um, I found it a real emotional gut punch. I, f- I thought it was really, really powerful and like haunting, and I can't stop thinking about it. In a week's time, I'm going to explain why everyone is so wrong about this one. <laughs> In a week's time, I'm going to explain why everybody is so no, wrong don't, about this film. Don't be smug. Just I'm not being smug. Really glib about emotional stuff. And it's not, no, not, to, not, not about it, that. He can't. He can't be smug when he's basically the only person who has seen Zone of Interest who has the opinion he has. It's remarkable how against the grain Mark is being with that film. I can't... I'm so annoyed with myself that I didn't see it last weekend. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed with you as well. We'll agree, we'll agree, we'll agree yeah, do, you know, do you know why I didn't? Do you know why I didn't? Yeah. Because your fucking husband poisoned my mind. Yeah, because he said Becky would tell you to go, I would say don't waste your time. So what I'm what I'm hearing there, Ian, is that Mark, whose favourite actor is Paulie Shaw, his opinion holds more sway with you than right. mine. It in all seriousness, it was also very, 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 very Stormy. windy out on Sunday. Stormy. And Lottie was honestly a little bit anxious about me leaving the house. So there was a bit of that as well, but I maybe would have pushed a little bit harder. It just, it made me feel really helpless, like, and, and, and hopeless about 
everything. Got to explain all the reasons so, why you were wrong next week. No, don't be, a, don't be a cunt. I'm not being a cunt. You are being a cunt. No, I'm not. Because I have very specific, very specific reasons and feelings for why I think people are wrong. <laughs> because your opinion is invalid. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, I'm, no. In all seriousness, I'm intrigued, but it kind of, I, I feel I'm like there's a, there's a degree of difficulty you've put you, you put yourself in for here, my friend. Mm. Yep. I'm, oh, really I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I am fine with being the lone voice here. <laughs> I, I am interested to see what you think of it, Ian, because you are more intelligent than Mark. No, no that's that's, that's <laughs> a little, Don't say that. I mean, he is. <laughs> Just let's no, say that. I'm, on, I'm only joking. But, but like, you are you are more kind of tuned into, I guess. It, the sad it's shit more my films. shit yeah it's more my shit I think so, yeah. yeah okay okay got a more refined right. taste in movies <laughs> well like your number right. eight was fucking anyone but you i, I am I, well, I, I i am not afraid to like movies the guardian hates but yeah yeah be, be interested to see what you think yeah we'll we'll review next week for sure i can't decide okay. whether it's an, uh, a definitely not shit or a thanks i hate it Oh God! Okay. So that's why I'm there. That's why. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's pause on the top ten. Yep. And let's get into our disappointings. Right. I, I, we just rattle through these at all five, don't we? Rather than yep. going one each. So me first on this. You can go first. Yep. Just yep. do it in the order in the order that we've been going. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. Fair play. Um. Trailer was really, really sure. good. Um, mm. Film was just a bit meh. Uh, just was a real disappointment. Uh, a surprising one, this one. I think people might be a bit surprised. I've got this in my disappointments. Yeah. Uh, the Expend 4 Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's almost like if you take away the most interesting character out of a franchise and then still make the film... It, it, it stops being as interesting. It's crazy, that. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, number three, Peter Pan and Wendy. It's fine, but... I completely fucking forgot that film came yeah, out last but, year. But there you go. Wow. But, but, but that director <coughs> making that movie should have been more more interesting. Not even say it should be better, but it should have been more visually interesting, and it wasn't. Say what? It was just a that's bit a film that drab. That's a film that doesn't exist, though, eh? Yep. It, it, do you know what? It, it might not even be on fucking Disney Plus anymore. They might have taxed. I would, yeah. That fe- that feels like a tax write off yep. if ever there was one. Yeah, fair comment. Uh, number two um, is Cobweb. Um, how the fuck oh, yeah. people think this is the best horror of last year, I don't know. It's genuine. Did I watch a different fucking movie yeah. called Cobweb kind of shit? It, it, it's, it's what if Malignant was shit is what Cobweb is. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, this one makes me sad. And number one is Napoleon. Because the more I think of Napoleon, the more I think, do you know what? Napoleon's shit. Yeah. Yeah, it mm. is, yeah. Ian, what were your disappointments? Okay, my number five is Christopher Landon's We Have a Ghost. Um, That almost made mine. Like, Happy Death Day films, freaky, good movies, good bloody movies, and then this? What are we doing? It's over two hours long, 
David Arbour's a ghost that doesn't say anything. And it just seems to not decide what it wants to be throughout the entire thing. Real misfire, that. Like, bizarre. Yeah. My number four is the creator. I'm going to rewatch it. I think you need to. I, I, I genuinely think that is a film that people are going to appreciate more as time goes along. Yeah, I, I'm going to rewatch. Becky's it. just made a face like, at me, which means I think it might be coming up a bit soon. <laughs> later. Nice. Okay. My number three is expend four balls. Um, nice. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, I think you're right, but also you then get Jason Statham to headline it. And then you don't really give him anything to fucking do. Mm. You know, Jason Statham can top-line action films very, very easily. So why not let him do his thing? No, let's just have a bunch of new Expand 4 balls who I genuinely cannot remember no. any other... No, Longren and Kachura are in it, are they? Yeah. If, if, if you were to tell me that one of them was called the fucking Raven and he had a Raven tattooed on his face, I would be there going, that might might be real. I don't know. Yeah. I might. That might even actually be real and I've just remembered a fake thing that's real. <laughs> Fair. And it, it, it just... Yeah, man. Like, those are films that need to do a very, very specific thing. Have action stars go up against, uh, like bad guys. A, 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 a bad guys, and it barely does that. It, it, it yeah, it, it just that opening 10 15 minutes where it's like, I gotta get my ring back, and then Jason Statham, what like kills that guy hmm. so that Barney can get his ring. Like, no, no, what are we doing? And- it's and the so ring is lazy. literally there just so that they can identify a burnt corpse that isn't even him. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it turns out he was that guy that he killed at the start. Yep. Fucking bollocks. It is a right. bit bollocks, uh, yeah. My number two is Rustin. Um, I was really, really into the trailer. I think the idea of chronicling that guy who was basically erased from history... And then making this fucking milk toast, middle of the road, like ah, uh, you know, it, 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 it comes up in a list later. <laughs> yeah, all of our problems are going to be solved bollocks. But Coleman Domingo, and also Coleman Domingo, too good for it. But he got an Oscar nomination. I saw Guy Lodge, film critic Guy Lodge, say, "Well, you know what? Coleman Domingo should have got nominated for Zola a few years back." So yeah, I'll just go. All right, this is for that. Makes me feel better about Best Actor because he should have got nominated for Zola a few years ago. My number one. Apologies. Past lives. Oh, really? Fuck off. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. No. Yeah, that, this that, that, film, that film irks you, didn't it? <laughs> it it's fucking fine. But pe- people act like that film is the second coming of Jesus. And I was expecting more than a 7 out of 10. It, it's fine it's fine it also feels like a film for people who are really really horny but also really really like making clear how horny they are but not in a let's fuck way but i'm really i'm really horny yeah like i just i just can't deal with it 
I just can't deal with the, it. It's just the, so the much pent PG-13 like, yeah, Harvey, whereas Yorgos Lanthimos is. Fuck it. I don't give a shit about NC-17. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Have fluids all over the place. Yep. It's fine. Past lives, fuck off. Two Oscar nominations, fuck you. Thanks. <laughs> right, I haven't ordered mine, because I forgot that we order these. You, just, you need to order them in your head now. No, I'm just going to run through them. Um, so, Peter Pan and Wendy. Piece of shit. It's a movie about Peter Pan. Why wash it out so much? Why make it so fucking dull? It's dull. It's fair. dull as fuck. That's fair. It's a kid's movie mm. that is aimed at no children. No children like <laughs> yeah. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, the creator is also in there. Um, <laughs> it's just, it had so much potential and it looked so good from the trailer and then it was just Spielbergian emotional shite. I don't need my heart. What's on your talk. worst of lists? Hey? How angry you about your worst of list? I think I'm more angry about my disappointments because I expected so much from yeah, you. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I am Tyra Banks. Um, Society of the Snow as well. And the thing, that, the thing that really pisses me off about this one was I really didn't want to fucking watch it. I didn't want to watch it, and you did. And I watched the trailer, and I thought, eh. And then I read up about the thing, and I thought, actually, there's a story there. And then none of that story is either accurate or present in the fucking film. Like, they wasted that. Yeah. So... We haven't watched it, but you know. Eh? I only watched 45 minutes of it, so you know. Um, Boogeyman is there. Um, I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a Stephen King adaptation. My expectations were going to be high. The short story is good. But what it basically does is go... Fuck me, right? I want to trade off this Stephen King thing, but the story's not got much to it, and I'm not a very talented man. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to box that off in like the first five minutes, and then just make some fucking bullshit for the rest of the movie. Disrespectful as fuck. And then my last hmm. one is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Yeah, that's fair for you. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, I honestly, think we need to rewatch that. Maybe, but like, it's it's such a letdown after um, after Fallout. It just it's such a drop off in quality, and as much as I'm not, it's it's not a bad movie by by any stretch of the imagination. It's still perfectly enjoyable, but I was so fucking hyped. For you it. were so in for that, yeah. And possibly nothing could have li- lived up to that hype, with the exception of just rewatching Fallout, which you made me do when we got home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We've watched it like two days before as well. And it, and it feels really unfair to have it in this list because it's not bad. But at the same time, when I think of what I've been most disappointed in cinematically this year, it's that. And it makes me want to cry a little bit. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Becky. That fucking blows. Yeah, it really does. And I'm really hoping the next part... I think they'll get the next part. It's a bit of a course right. correction, yeah. I just... Yeah... Makes me sad that that that's in there. Wow. All right. Well, hey, let's let's move on. <laughs> let's go back to our lists. Okay. And Mark, yeah, let's talk about your number seven. My number seven is uh, Yogi Boy's uh, Poor Things. Fuck yeah! It, 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 we spoke about it last week, so I'm going into too much detail. It. It's just a great fun 
absurd piece of beautiful cinema. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great. Like I said, we're not going to get too much detail on it because we talked about it last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That was my so number seven. Uh, my number seven is the best animated film of the year, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. A film I've watched three times now and has gone up from a... Oh, that wasn't quite as good as the first one to... Well, it's not quite as good as the first one, but it's still great. Um, I will say, actually, we didn't talk about it in Oscar chat. Daniel Pemberton not getting nominated for Best Original Score. Yeah, Slight, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe li- kick up a... John Williams for the score that he's already been nominated for yeah, twice. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Put Daniel Pemberton in there. That score is fucking great. rules. The opening 20 minutes for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the best section of either of the films. Um, the fact that the rest of the film is not quite as good as that oh, is a shame. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's visually inventive. Um, I like the, the, I, the canon idea that they have here and a character within it going... No, I want to do my own thing. It, it, I think it's quite a compelling hook. Um, it's got the. It's almost like the opposite of eat your vegetables, where it's like eat your fucking Lucky Charms. Like here's your num nums, here's your fucking Easter eggs. Num 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 num. You know, but then it's also got good writing, great visuals, banging soundtrack. Miles and Gwen's relationship, I just adore. Uh, I love those two together. I just want them to be happy and be okay. I uh, really hope those kids are going to be all right. And uh, I, I, I think that cliffhanger is pretty cool as well, to be honest. Um, the way that it, it's got Miles going through some real emotional turmoil, but then also the but Gwen's going to get the band back together kind of stuff. And that, that score just fucking pounding away in the background. It, it, uh, I, I think it's a really, really, really great piece of work. And the, the section in Mum, Mum Hatton, I think it's called, um, it, it is awesome as well. That's a terrific action sequence. Um, and also Daniel Kaluuya as Spider-Punk. The second and third watches, once you kind of know what's going on with that character, some of the little asides he has, he's he's great. He's really, really good. So, yeah, I, I really like Across the Spider-Verse. I feel like Beyond the Spider-Verse could... Man, if they nail that, those three films are going to be a strong shout in those like best trilogies of all time kind of conversations. Yeah. Terrific, a terrific piece of work, yeah. Thanks. Your number seven. Uh, so my number seven is Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, nice. It's I know probably should be higher, or all things being considered, the thing that honestly stops it from being higher for me is the runtime. It is it is baggy and it is too long. Um, it it's not a film that I'll return to very quickly because of the runtime. Which is a fair comment. Um, but it is, it is objectively a very good film. And it's... The hook in it for me is the relationship between um, Lily Gladstone and Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what makes it... That's what puts it in the best of list rather than just being a good film. 
But yeah, it <clears throat> it would be higher if it was tighter for me. And it would be getting a rewatch if it was tighter as well, but it won't. I almost started rewatching it last night and then I was just like, I'm not gonna be able to fucking get through this. I'll watch Asteroid City instead. So Is it on uh, Apple TV now? Yeah. Uh yeah. Looks good as well. I mean obviously, you know, Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, but yeah, it looks and sounds good. Uh I watched like the first twenty minutes, but yeah. Um Cool. Okay. Mark, you're number six. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's my number That's six. great. Um, just a fucking great time. Um, evokes the, um, the... the energy of, of what the turtles should be mm. whilst taking a lot of visual cues from the, uh, the games, mm. for sure. Um, you know, the turtles... Turtles, it's the cartoons that people remember. It's not the films. Yeah. They shouldn't be live action. It's weird. No, it's weird yeah. um, whereas this very much takes cues um, from uh, the Into the Spider-Verse uh, movies in terms of going, we can do a visual, a kinetic visual style. Um, and Seth Rogen... You know, as a writing team uh, with uh, Evan Goldberg, they get it. They nail it down. They get the good casting. They make it. it it's a great score from Trent Reznor and Ascus Ross. It's just, it, it's just a really. It feels like a faithful kind of adaptation of continuation of the Turtles, and it's cool that that kids because Turtles are still a big thing. It's cool that. Kids will have really enjoyed this this Turtles movie, yeah. and people my age will have really enjoyed this Turtles movie. But well, I think a lot a lot of the error that that filmmakers have with with properties like this is they try to make one that kids will enjoy, but there's a few winks for the adults. Yeah, whereas in, adults yeah. can enjoy movies that yeah. are for kids. Like we can be whimsical when we need to be. It's just it's just a great fucking time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ian, what's yours? Wonderful. My number six is Asteroid City. Nice. Um, so this was lower down prior to a rewatch yesterday, which just reminded me this this film's ace. Um, super, super charming. Really funny. I like the what it's what it's saying about art and people trying to understand art while at the same time just being really fucking odd. The shot of the alien posing for the photo with, like, just holding up the the, the fucking asteroid like he's just won an award (laughs) is probably the funniest single image in a film this year. Um, He's like a cheeky little boy who's just been caught out stealing something from the fridge. Yeah. But he's really proud of it. It's great. Asteroid City is that good that that it was number my 15, my 15th best film of the year. Well, sir, that's how good it is. Yeah. Is that Wes Anderson made me put that in there? Fair play. Fair play. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, 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 exactly. You hate um, Wes Anderson. Mm. But actually, it's a fucking um, great film. I'm I'm genuinely very annoyed it got no nominations at the Oscars. What's just not one? Not even a technical one. Just nothing. Um, Should have got production design. It's a. Li- 
No, how? It just... I feel like already there's a sense that like people are taking Wes Anderson for granted. Because he... Yeah, he, he kind of... It's not... It's not that he, he, he's got his thing. Obviously, he's got his thing. And you know, there was that whole trend of people doing like AI, Wes Anderson directing Star Wars and all this kind of stuff. But it's not just that. Like, I, I feel like his screenplays have got a lot of really good human shit to talk about while also being really funny. I, I like, like we said in the Oscars chat, he's going to win an Oscar for short film. It's going to be the first Oscar he wins, and it's for a short film. Mm. And it could well be the only Oscar he, uh, he ever wins. Because we take him for granted. Sorry? I don't think it will. I think he will get more. But it, it just, basically, the one time... That he does like another Grand Budapest Hotel where it just ends up getting 10 Oscar nominations. It'll probably sweep that year. Mm. But, and, and I, yeah, I just, it's, it is a wonderful film. Like, the fucking conversations that Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson have, they're, they're great. Just these two wounded people kind of finding each other in this moment and knowing that it's not necessarily gonna last and it's not like it's a great love affair they're just two fucking people connecting as cheesy as that sounds it's wonderful but then you've also got the kid who's challenging people to do shit and when his dad like confronts him like why he's just like because otherwise i'm afraid that people are gonna forget me and i'm just gonna have no real existence in this world and it's just like yeah man yeah i feel you you know, just all the Steve Carell as the just like the weird, like the money grubbing guy who's selling plots of the land, but it's not actually like once people buy it and it costs ten dollars in quarters and you got to fill up this vending machine to buy it, and then it's you haven't actually bought a plot of the land. You've bought a stake in the futures that have a fifty-year maturity rate. <laughs> It's the idiosyncrasies of that, of that, of that is just quite funny. It's yeah, it's great. You know, just the vending machine that does the martinis, (laughs) like brilliant. Why not? Yeah, great. I, it's ace. It's really fucking good. Is Asteroid City, and Mark, it it kind of it reminds me what you were saying about Barbie earlier on. How that, that like that film is kind of like a, a bit frivolous and just like it's a bit of an entertainment and so people aren't necessarily considering it for stuff like Best Director. I feel like that's the same with Asteroid City. It's kind of fun. It, yeah, it's, it, it's, like, it's... On the surface, it's lightweight, but man, there's... Fuck it, it's got oceans It, 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 it seems depth. like... It, 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 people have assumed that it's, uh, it's Wes Anderson just kind of having a little bit of a having a little bit of a break from doing the more serious stuff that he does. And it's not. It's Will Anderson just doing the thing that he does. It's just, it's really bright. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Wonderful film. But uh, uh, there you go. Yeah, that, that's my that's my one real grumble from the Oscars this year. It just didn't get a fucking thing. If it got one nomination anywhere, then it would be like, all right, at least they actually noticed it. Anyway. There you go. Um... Sue? Me? Right, so... 
Sorry, Bex. Yes, you're number six. <laughs> um, right, so my, my number six is Poor Things. Um, nice. Same thing. I'm not going to belabor the point too much. But I will say, like, the more the more I sit on Poor Things, I think the more I appreciate it. Um, and I would like to revisit that one um, yeah. at some point relatively soon. But it's, yeah, just visually beautiful, story-wise. So fucking original. And then there's, like... Okay, right. So there's a there's a poster, like a bus shelter poster, on my way into work. Um, that's obviously been left over from from Christmas, and it's a turkey's body with a cat's head, saying, <laughs> "You wouldn't eat your cat, so why would you eat a turkey?" Oh, the Peter one, from yeah. Peter. And now every time I go past it, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy and giggly because like poor things. So, yeah. The, the animals are so fucking weird. Like, visually, it is, it is off the charts, insanely good. So, yeah. That's me. Very good. Okay. And let's stop there. Oh, I thought we did number five and first. I'm mixing things oh, up. Oh, let's go. Nice. Like it. How dare Fucker. you. You declined hosting duties, no, so not... fuck you. I'm, I'm good at mixing things up. I like the curveball. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, let's do top five surprises. Mark, what you got? Number five is freelance. Um... I didn't finish this. I, I just, I just, I, 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 I will. I, I know you will at some point, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, didn't expect a. I expected to have a decent enough time with a John Cena um, kind of frivolous action romp, um, but didn't expect to fall in love with with the the what's it guy, the dictator's character as much as I did. It's just a great time. It's just, I, I had a great time watching that, and I'm surprised I did. I, I downloaded it as a little bit of oh, I like John Cena and it's ninety minutes. I can watch it in a day uh, in my lunch and bits hour, and then I had a really good time with it. Number four, night swim. It's a fucking hot swimming pool, and it's a bell end. Yeah, it is a, it bell, is end. a bell end. Pool is a dick. Uh, number three, Mobland. Just a really good um, like fucking crime film that is the sort of thing that. Um, 12 years ago, you'd have bought for £3 on DVD from Asda um, <laughs> and would have normally have been a bit crap, but you'd have bought it anyway. And then it actually turns out to be pretty, you know, really like a good, solid crime, um, like neighbourhood crime film that genuinely has one of the best fucking kills in a movie I've seen in a, in a long, long time. Um, my number two... Uh, because it isn't in my top 10, although it is in my top 20, I can cheat a little bit here, is mm-hmm. Asteroid City. Yep. Uh, just about a minute, guys. So nice. more into it. On my number one surprise is, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yeah, it's real spooky. <laughs> it's just a good film. Yeah. It's just a really good coming-of-age movie that is an awful lot of fun um, and has not a single shred of nastiness in it. And I think that that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, we are that tuned into the fact that something horrible is going to happen that I constantly thought something horrible was going to happen in that movie and the only horrible thing that happens in that movie is Margaret just questions the idea of God a little bit (laughs) and you can kind of see a point yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, lovely film 
More people should have watched it. More people should watch it. My number five. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Um, yeah, just wasn't expecting anything from it. Um, and I, it was really fun, really frothy. Hugh Grant doing God's work. Chris Pine doing great work. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, my number four, uh, I think Bex mentioned it earlier on about nearly being in her surprising, uh, A Haunting in Venice. Um, nice. Or, or was it Mark? No, Sorry, it I can't me. remember. But it, it was yeah, yeah, no, I thought so. And it, yeah, it is just the the jump in quality after Death in the Nile. And it's like, oh, no, shit, yeah, okay, this, no, this is good. This is absolutely, vi- I'm, I'm absolutely vibing. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. So, it Haunting in Venice. Death on the um, Nile's probably not that bad. It if is. You, if you take the people that are in it out and replace them with people that aren't shit. No, it's bad. But that's because it's got bad actors in it. It's yeah, but that, that makes it a bad film. Gal yeah, Gadot, no, isn't it? I'm saying it's like storyline-wise and production-wise and Kenneth Branagh-wise, it's all fine. It's just, you've got some shitty people in there. Anyway, sorry, Ian, go on. I get, <laughs> I, get, I get your point, Bex, but I also get Mark's point. It's a cursed movie. But cursed. They, are, they are in there. Yeah. We can't, y- y- yeah, you can't fantasy cast it. That's the th- But I, I get what you mean, and I, yeah tended to agree. I just think it was on my number three people that it had cast. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. My number three is Are You There God? It's Me, Margaret. <laughs> nice. Um because the film's called Are You There God? It's Me, Margaret. Um and, and, you know, and I get it's based off of a really popular book and whatnot, but um hey look, um Kelly Friedmont Craig, I think that's her name, um, who directed The Edge of Seventeen. Maybe I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was. Yeah, I've, it's a, it's a, a, great it's a film. lovely film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Ace, Benny Safdie, brilliant. <laughs> uh, you know, it just—it's a very, very charming film. My number two is a film that Mark mentioned almost made his surprises: The Pope's Exorcist. Um, look, I mean it. It, it, the thing is, and Mark was just like, well, you know, it's Russell Crowe as the Pope's exorcist. Why am I surprised? I'll be honest. It's Russell Crowe as the Pope's exorcist. I'm surprised it's as just good as it was. It's always going to be entertaining because it's Russell Crowe as the Pope's exorcist. But it wasn't necessarily going to be good. The thing there is, is both of our statements are correct because... You're correct in it having yeah. it in surprises because you could you could say it's the Pope's Exorcist and the Pope's Exorcist is Russell Crowe. I am surprised it was that good. And my point from earlier of me going, I can't have it in surprises because of course I was going to like it <laughs> is also true. Both are valid enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the power uh, no, of I... Russell Crowe. <laughs> it is. It's just a very silly, very fun film that it, it's not like it, 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 it just it's not a like a so bad it's good kind oh. of thing it's just it's really fucking entertaining my one of my genuine things in, 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 and I genuinely think about this probably more than I should think right is I, I do think that if I ever met Russell Crowe right I don't think I'm going to but if I did ever meet Russell Crowe and I explained the whole Russell Crowe is dogs thing to him I reckon I could get Russell Crowe quite easily, and he'd be up for it, to just like let me film him just walking into shot on my iPhone, turning to the camera and just going, 
Woof. Like that, so I could send it to Ian. <laughs> I reckon I've he'd go, fucking well. go on then, mate, I'm up for that. I heard that in Russell Crowe's voice. Yeah, you do, yeah, don't yeah. you? I reckon he'd it, do that, yeah. because Russell Crowe... It needed to be the post-credits. Yes. Yeah. It needed to be the post-credits of Cats. Yeah, it should have been. And if I think if I explained that, he would do it, because yeah. he's just he just seems like a good dude. He'd be a good pint. He'd be a great pint. My number one is the Equalizer Three. Nice. Um, I just, you know, I remember liking the Equalizer. I remember not liking the Equalizer Two that much. The Equalizer Three is Denzel trying to have a nice life in Italy, but these fuckers just won't stop demanding to be equalized. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Denzel is charismatic as fuck. Denzel, it, Denzel got paid as well for that movie. Yep, yeah, yeah, and good. You know that cold open is amazing, where he just goes into that place and just fucking kills everyone. Good, great. Um, it makes Italy look like the most depressing place on earth to live in. Mm. But it almost just feels like, yes, that is where this fucking tortured soul probably should retire. Um, But then at the end, he's celebrating with the locals because they just won a football game. And it's like, yeah, brilliant, great. You're going to live your life now. Yeah. Uh, It is so much fun, is Equalizer 3. I I, 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 I read a thing about that. I saw a thing about that with Anton Fuqua where he was talking about Equalizer 3. And he was mentioning the fact that it was he really likes it, really likes making it. And they were talking about the, the, the filmmaking of it. And they said, you know, it's a little bit lower stakes than the first um, two. And it, there's, there's not as much action set pieces and it's more localised. Why was that? And his response was, we had a, a, a smaller budget and, and he said, and genuinely half the budget was Denzel's wages. But they they utilised it, yeah. and you know, yeah. I mean, Denzel's probably worth half the budget because yeah. he's fucking Denzel well, Washington. That, that, that's what Anton Fuqua said. Because the guy laughed, and he, and he went, "No," he said, he said, he said that, that that movie doesn't get made if Denzel isn't there. No. So he should get paid half the what is it? But yeah, he got paid thirty five million dollars nice. for that movie. But it, I mean, it it did well worldwide. Yeah, it, 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 know, it did. Um, it's yeah, good good on him. Equalizer free, brilliant. Right, okay, so we are into top... Bex. Oh, no, sorry, Bex, fucking hell. Stop um, about Your me. top five surprises, please, buddy. <laughs> um, right, okay, so my top five surprises, I've got Transformers Rise of the Beast. You really liked that, didn't you? I really, really Good, yeah, it. man, that film's fun. Yeah. And I expected to really not like it, because I'm not a big Transformers guy. But honestly, that robot bird did something to my soul. I cried when she died. You did, yeah? Yeah. Um... So yeah, really, really fucking enjoyed that. Um, Flash. No, I get it. But I just, I I didn't, I went into it thinking, fuck me, DC, dying fucking, like, death throes of the DC extended universe. Let's just get it over and done with. And then just really, really enjoyed it. And I know it has its problems. And I know the CG's shit. But I really fucking liked it. You are right. That hey. that does feel like the dying embers of the DCU, and then Aquaman feels like just a fucking two-hour post credits. It's like 
I... it's like Flash is like no I was going to make a really crude analogy now you've got to make it Flash is the the climax <laughs> and the then the Aquaman's the double down yeah yeah the bit that like once you've like finished and cleaned yourself up a little bit a couple of drops that drip out <laughs> wow is that out Aquaman did that come out yeah did we just not yeah, we should acknowledge it whatsoever. Okay. I mean, no. Do you know what? Everyone who's seen Aquaman seems to go. Do you know what? It's all right. Yeah, people said not like first. it's the film of the year, but you know what? It's all right. Yeah. Post come the Flash. Is what it is. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Totally killer. It's just, it's just the fact that when you say cum dribble, I know you're probably thinking of Mark's cum, which makes me think of Mark's cum. And I don't like it. I love it. No, I, I genuinely don't. Shall I carry on? Totally. Uh... Yeah, totally killer. The timey-wimey shit yeah. is great. The, I, I don't, yeah, it's good, don't isn't it? It's painfully fucking nostalgic. I don't care. No, it's, it's a good film. The mum being just an absolute bitch is great. And I really enjoyed that. Becky, can you never say cum dribble in front of me ever again, please? Okay, I promise. Thanks. I'll never speak about Aquaman 3 again. Three? Two? Good. Three. Yeah, no, never speak of Aquaman 3 again. That's fine. <laughs> um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Great. Expected to enjoy it enough. Even the shit live action Turtles movies, I enjoy enough because I can go, the Turtles, they were around when I was young. Nostalgia. But it, it shouldn't have been as good as it is. Like, it, it legitimately has no fucking right to be as entertaining as it is it's brilliant and it, it does it kind of time warps you back to watching Saturday cartoons and it's and it looks magnificent like the animation style is so so good um, and then my last one I'm guessing is probably in some of your other lists but um, the holdovers I thought it looked boring as fuck and just like dry and it's not it's got so much heart and it's, it's just, yeah, just really kind of like a hug of a film. But while also being like a bit sassy. It's a sassy hug. And I really, I really enjoyed the holdovers. Yeah, way more than, way, way more than I expected to. Fair. So yeah, that's me. That's my five. Very good. So, into our top fives we go. Mark, what's your number five? My number five is John Wick Chapter 4. Nice. Um, I don't care that it goes on for way longer than it should. I don't care that people go, oh, when he fell down that stairs again, I was like, oh, fuck off. I won't. I was going, ah, fuck you. Go back up the stairs. I, it's it's just a rip-roaring ridiculousness. Um, it, uh, I think they'll only come back to it if, Reeves thinks that there's reason to go back to it. Mm. Uh, but also, I think it can end just there. Uh, it's just great, and I can't wait to rewatch it. 
Donnie Yen's so good in there. Donnie Yen's fucking brilliant in it. He's the um, this movie for me. Yeah, just I just it's it, it's just it's it's just action film, just fucking just going crazy. Fair. Bravo that bravo that these movies have got to this fucking level. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. What's your number five, bud? My number five is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Um Oppenheimer's great. It's really, really good. I'm taking it for granted a little bit, but at the same time, that's fine because he's about to win Best Director, Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, all this kind of stuff. Uh, Yeah, I really, 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 really like Oppenheimer. I really, 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 really like the next four films more. Fair. Well, I mean, it's going to be talked about again, so... Moving on, Bex, your number five. Um, yeah, my number five is Bo is Afraid. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Really, again, it's one that, like, given more time to ruminate on it, I just really, I really appreciate the oddness of it and the, 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 mm-hmm. the quirky tone it goes for, but without ever feeling <laughs> Wes Anderson quirky. Like, it just feels organically quirky, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, it was it was my number eleven and it was in Mark's twenty as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's brilliant, and again, I, it, it's one that I will like revisit and pick apart more. And I think there's more to be found in rewatches, and I, I, there's there's a real value in that for me. Yep, mm. loved it. That's terrific. Okay, number four, Mark. Uh, it's it's actually one that we watched last night. Uh, my number four is Maestro. Solid. Um, it's. I, I think Maestro suffers with people because it's not as good as A Star Is Born, but that feels a little bit, a little bit like when people criticised uh, The Departed because it's not like it's not as good as three or four other Martin Scorsese movies mm. of the. But it's still really fucking good. The fact that mm-hmm. you're watching it and you, I, I, well, I, I genuinely at points was going, "Fucking hell, wait, it, it's Bradley Cooper." Yeah, he he was really good. You know, he's incredible. Kerry Mulligan is is equally as good, uh, if not possibly even a little bit better. And I think Bradley Cooper would be fine with that. She is. She is. Definitely. Um, it's it, it's just the. It, it's a really well-made film. Um, if you look at pictures of her as well, like she she embodies her without looking like her somehow. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's very it's a very similar thing to the I like it to Reese Witherspoon when she played um, June Carter. Yeah. Um, for that, um, it, it's just a really it's a re- it's another really good piece of grown-up filmmaking. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's. It's interesting that that, um, that Cooper doesn't just go for a straight up narrative. This is what happened here. This is what happened here. He has a little bit of a playful um, interpretation. With I it. like the fact as well that it doesn't sugarcoat stuff. Like no, he, he, he's a prick. Yeah, yeah. Like this, if we were reviewing this this week, this would be a thanks. I hate it for me because whilst I can watch it and appreciate how good it is and how good all the performances are and all that kind of stuff, fucking hated it. 
mm. on a visceral level for how he was and how he treated her. But then, like she says, it's still yeah, that's the fair. He, he, to- he told me what was on offer and I thought I was okay with it. I, the interesting thing is um, is the fact that the you know, his family have kind of gone, oh, I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, he he, he 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 had his problems, but I think the kids got it gone. But he was also he was a great dad. Yeah, he might not have been a great husband, but he was a great dad. He was a great gay best I, friend it, for us. Yeah, very very good film. That's it. Just now, now that you guys have seen it, I do feel like, and it it was in my top twenty. I do feel like the film does a weird job in kind of letting him off because he's then there for her when she's ill. And there's never, ever the... her... Like, I I did just want her to chew him out. And I... <laughs> that and bit also, though when you have the massive argument and then Snoopy just goes Snoopy by the background. Snoopy's just going by in the background. That was brilliant. That, that, I mean, that... Yeah, that's great. But I mean, also the scene with him and Maya Hawke, where she's like, "Tell me it's not true," and he's <laughs> like, "It's not." And then she's, "Oh, thank God!" And then it's almost like, "What are we supposed to feel sorry for him?" Because now he kind of looks devastated that she's reacted in that way. Where, with the best will in the world, if you were a child of a parent who is secretly not really attracted to your mum, but he's kind of with her for keeping up appearances. I kind of think fair enough that like her reaction on hearing that would be, oh, thank God, no, you that, that stuff hasn't been happening. And yet the film is kind of coded in a way that's kind of making you feel like, oh, we can't be his true self. I think there's an element there of the fact that, and I don't, I think the film actually never tries to not say this. Uh, the fact is that, he was such a narcissist that he couldn't see anything outside of his own mm. world. Yeah. But he wasn't a... It was his feelings. And But to be clear, if it was that he's been sleeping around with a, bu- a bunch of other women and things like that, I'd still have the same opinion. It's not... And I know, like, it's not the fact that it's, like the fact that he's secretly gay, if he was just secretly a massive fucking whore heterosexually, it would still be the same. I just, I feel like it's a film that weirdly lets him off on things. You know, and... Do you think maybe what he's going you know, for I, is she does too? Yeah. The film does because she does. Everyone lets him off because of his, because of his personality and his talent. Yeah, and, and he almost I mean, he almost like says that within the film mm. that people then, uh, people the, people overgrandize me. I haven't actually done that much. Yeah, I, I, I it, it, it's interesting because originally they were going to finish the film with him dancing, and that would be it. And like, and they cho- Cooper chose to add on the scene at the end, and then the, uh, there's like an image of uh, Kerry Mulligan at the end, yeah. if me- if memory serves. And it's all again, it's almost like no, do you know what? They actually went the easier route of trying to make you go out on a bit of sweet moment instead of right. So that's just going to be his life now. Then he's just going to be like in a club dancing by himself with a bunch of people who are decades younger than him yeah. that's what is it she says kind she of... going to die a lonely old queen yeah and that's, that's yeah, what he is yeah. 
in that club scene. Yeah, it did, I think it's an argument for both of the, the endings there. Hmm. I, I just, I yeah, I, 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 I sorry because I feel like I'm kind of no, like, no, no. Um, harsh, harsh in your no, business no, a little no, bit. No. It, 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 it's just we haven't really been able to get into the film, and it, it's that it, that the, the fact that Cooper decided to go with that just makes me think, oh, fuck you, you kind of were maybe just thinking, mm, what are audiences slash the Academy going to like? Versus what is the true ending of this film? It it feels like someone who's maybe gotten close to Oscar Gold with A Star Is Born, not got it, and then has then maybe taken the wrong lessons from that very specific experience. I, I think it's more just that he, I think, it, in researching, because he did, he has said that in researching um, more of. Um, Leonard Bernstein, that he found out more about um, Felicia Bernstein. Um, or Felicia, I can't remember her surname. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and kind of realised, hang on a minute, this isn't a Leonard Bernstein biopic. It, it's as much mm. about her as it is about him. Mm-hmm. And I think he maybe went, do you know what? I think she deserves an ending as well. I think the ending, showing him, showing him... Um... Oh, basically reaping what he's sowed. Like mm. he's he's formed no relationships apart from the one with Felicia, mm. which then you know he's he's disrespected massively throughout the time they were together, and then he's just he's just this kind of sad, pathetic. I mean, career wise, yeah, fine, respect wise, fine, but like just some old fucking horny, gross, sweaty man in a club humping some young guy. Like just showing the the, the um, I, I, patheticness is probably the word that I'm going for. How how, how shallow his existence is. Um, it, it's mm. him. His uppers has come, and it's in that club. End it there. Anyway. Yeah, I I, 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 but, actually, I actually do agree. I think it's have ended there. But at, at, at the same time, I think it's a very 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 good film. I I I almost hope Bradley Cooper maybe just has a bit more fun with his Nate's directorial effort. <laughs> yeah, don't have to be so serious. Hmm. Me. Uh. Okay, so that's that's me then, is it? Yeah. Yeah, because we just did Maestro. Yeah. Okay. My number four is Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, a little bit what Peck said, to be honest. I think it's super, super powerful. I think it's telling a really, really important story. Um, uh, Lily Gladstone is great. DiCaprio is great. De Niro is great. Plemons is great. Um, it is a little bit baggy, but again, I, I will take Scorsese being baggy over like anyone else being baggy, <laughs> basically. Um, and I, I, I love that it exists because it, it made, It kind of feels like even if it was like made in the 70s or the 80s where like studios actually put money into this stuff, it wouldn't be three and a half hours long then. No. But it's Apple making a statement and because of that we get Colours of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it is a cracking film. I do slightly wonder whether it's going to end up being nominated for a bunch of Oscars winning none. Just like The Irishman. 
I think, it, I, uh, I think, I think but, there's a possibility of that. I think there's a very strong possibility of that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, it's it's a a cracking film. Uh, just feels depressingly relevant. But yeah, there we go. Uh, Bex, your number four. Uh, my number four is The Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, shit. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I love this film. I will re-watch it multiple times a year for very many years. <laughs> Sorry, Bex. It's just I love how many times this film's come out <laughs> up tonight. Um, oh, yeah, dude. I mean, the thing is, again, like with you guys having the conversation about it going in surprises... It, it it's it's a horror movie with Catholic shit and Russell Crowe. So there was no way I was surprised at enjoying it, but I was surprised at how good it was and what a good mythology it builds up. Yeah. Um, it, it's just fucking great. And I want all the sequels that it uh, sees. Yeah. It's all of them. Yep. So, yeah, number four. Right. I don't care if it's lowbrow, it's there. Uh, fuck, where were we? It's so, number Bex three. is number four, so it's your number three. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, my number three uh, is Oppenheimer. Uh, I think we spoke nice. about Oppenheimer quite a lot. Uh, it's just an incredible feat of filmmaking, to be honest. Um, it's. Um, they will re release it, I think. Um, it's getting an IMAX re-release this yeah, week it'll get re-released and I, I, I think that the re-release will mean that it will be the first ever billion dollar film that wins best picture fair play that's a good call yeah um, and it it's, it deserves this sorry. to be fair it's interesting the, like the thing is I'd maybe be a little bit more bothered like because I there's there's specifically another film I'd rather win Best Picture, but at the same time, because Nolan's never really like had that kind of favour with the Academy, I am just a bit like like fucking give it to him. It's let it sweep, yeah. just let it win bunch of a bunch of Oscars. Cool, why not? That, I mean, it, it's my number three film of the year, so there are two films that I think are are, are superior to it. I think this film should win multiple Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Yep. Because I think it is the Oscars' best picture. It, it should win it. Hmm. It's, but it's not my favourite film of the year. But yeah, it, it's just yeah. fantastic. It, it is. It's taken an incredibly serious topic and made a three-hour movie that is very entertaining, but also tells a story. So yeah, that was my number. Three of the year. And I couldn't have been more wrong about it. Delightfully so. Do you remember I was saying like, oh, I don't think it's going to do anything. I think it's going to be a real disappointment. I don't think audience... And you were saying all along, people in my, people in the shop keep on saying, what about Oppenheimer? What do you think? And Mark was right. He's wrong about Biodome. No, and I'm, I'm going to predict he's wrong about the zone of interest. But... He's right, about, but he's right about Oppenheimer. I am. I think I'm wrong about Oppenheimer. I think you are. I think we need to rewatch it. Yeah, I think we do as well. It just left me real cold. Didn't do anything for me mm. at all. Which is weird because mm. if you were in that explosion, you'd be yeah, hot. You <laughs> What's your number three? Ian? 
Uh, my number three is Get Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Um, I rewatched Barbie on Friday. Mark, you need to rewatch Barbie. Um, I, I, Barbie for me is fun. <laughs> it's fine. I just I I love the whole the cultural phenomenon. Is fantastic and like that. I'm just I'm just a bit like yeah, but the film's just kind of fine. Yeah. There's bits within the film that are fantastic. The problem is, there's just too much of it was just fine for me. I feel bad for Margot so Robbie the, that she didn't get nominated. But she got nominated for best. She's a producer. Yeah, I, I think do, she I do likes feel that bad about her. You know, it's it's a year where, like, arguably the biggest film phenomenon has been Barbenheimer slash Barbie, and the and it's a female led movie, and the female that leads it hasn't been nominated, but the female that but, doesn't but lead then, it and the male. That also doesn't lead it. Bex, have both been nominated. To give you an idea, though, we did, we did a Barbie study and we did a I am Knuff study, right? The Barbie ones are still there. <laughs> yeah. The I am Knuff, we literally couldn't put them out quick enough. I, I get that. He's iconic. In that movie, like I, 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 oh, I hesitate. And she's probably let Ian talk about it because it's his number three. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ian. And, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. But that, that, I, I think that's that. That's a really, that's a, that's a really good point. The thing is, there are bits of Barbie where I'm like, uh, you know, I really, really like it, but yeah, maybe you could have done something different. Like the the Will Ferrell character, I like aspects of it, but that feels very we need to like make sure that we've got a certain level of guaranteed comedy so let's have Will Ferrell play an executive yeah. where you you look at the impact that character actually has in the film and it's fuck all mm. I, 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 I genuinely forgot large portions of this movie existed but but so uh, we, we, we rewatched it on Friday night and the the world of the film rules. Mm. The song that is talking about what's happening in the, the well, the songs that are talking about what's happening in it. I kind of forgot about them. They're great. <laughs> Ryan Gos and yes, okay. Ryan Gosling, it kind of it, it, unfortunately Ken does kind of weirdly. Become the standout character yeah. in the Barbie film, which is about like, which has a really, really good message about how women shouldn't be put up on pedestals either by women or men, and they should just be allowed to live a life. But at the same time, Ryan Gosling puts in one of the best comedic performances. In my living life, he puts in the best comedic performance since Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys. I, it's he's really is, good at comedy, isn't he? It is insane, as much for what he's not saying as what he is saying. Like his reactions to Barbie, but also when she's just like, "I want to be your kind of sort of girlfriend," whatever she says, and it's just like, "You just give me a moment." just steps away, goes round the corner, and then just shouts sublime. <laughs> but I forgot about that. <laughs> and that 
is incredible. It's just the way he says it as well. The, 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 and just why sublime? The, the the other bits of it that that stood out for me from from and it's it, again it's it, it's Ken bits are the once I found out it wasn't that much about horses I kind of lost interest yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great line. And then when she tr- there's a bit right at the end where she tries to explain something to about no about, about crying it's okay. It's like I'm a modern man I know it's okay to cry. <laughs> It's just a great line. The the montage where he's getting kind of like red pilled, and it just ends with those three random photos of Stallone. <laughs> I, I there's just so, I don't know, like that that choice, and obviously that's not Gosling, that's like a directorial choice, yep. and it rules. Um, Why should have been nominated for best director? I, and it, I think the other the other Barbies are great. The other Kens are great as well. You know, and, and it's a one. It's a great film. And you know, again, like that message, I I feel like it's a lovely message. And it just that there are films this year that are using stars either behind behind the camera in the case of like Nolan or in front of the character camera with like Robbie. Ruffalo, Stone, Gosling, to go. Here's some actually like weirdly challenging material, but it's also big people doing big things, and you know, stars being goofy or stars being serious in films that are being directed with bombast. Like, I think there's been some really great The Power of Hollywood films this year and Oppenheimer and Barbie and Poor Things are 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 up there and 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 it it is the the film that got that got Oliver Stone to come out and tell Deadline off (laughs) Deadline ran like a big story didn't they about Oliver Stone basically shit talking Barbie and all the stones got really pissed off about it and told <laughs> Deadline off and basically gone, that's not what I fucking said, dickheads. <laughs> well, no, it was it was like, it was an interview years ago when, like, Gosling was first announced as being in yeah. it. But Deadline made it seem, like, in the original article, made it seem like he was, like, talking about, like, the film after it had come out. And it just wasn't. It was years ago. Yeah. And yeah, um, Barbie number three, Bex, your number three. My number three is Wonka. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. You look really shocked. Yeah. Uh, was that because you don't rate it? Or no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Just didn't think it would have. I, I just thought it was just good. Didn't think it was going to be in the news list, but fair play. I, I, I loved it. Good. As, as a big fan of the original, there's something there for that. But it also does its own thing, and I think Chalamet is delightful in it. Like he really, he really fucking sells what is 
you've got to really buy into a role like that into the silliness and really lean into it to make it not feel silly and I think he does that really really well um, I think the only weak point of it for me sadly is oh no, do you know what no from the trailer I was really worried about Hugh Grant as the umpa but I think in the movie it works so I'd, I'd take back that point but yeah I, ju- I just think it's really fucking good and I love a musical yeah I'm a sucker film. We watched a trailer. We went, what did we go see? Colour Purple. You watched this? Yeah. Yeah, so a, a new tra- newish trailer for the, the Colour Purple, which makes it a little bit more obvious that it's a musical. And I was like, honestly, that's the first trailer that's made me want to see this movie at all. And it's just because of the dancing and the jazz hands. I think that film's going to be an absolute piece of shit. That's fine. <laughs> racist uh, <laughs> not number two uh, my number two is Killers of the Flower Moon yeah uh, yeah we spoke about mm. it a lot it, it's an incredible uh, feat of filmmaking um, I I disagree I, I didn't find it baggy I think it is a it's a three and a bit hour movie that feels like you're watching a three and a bit hour movie but it it feels like you've gone for a big fucking seven course meal, and you you you've enjoyed every single fucking bit of it, and you are full. I will agree with you. I, I don't think you notice the bagginess so much in the moment. It's when you get out of it and you consider rewatching it, and you go, "I I, I can see why." It, 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 the problem is that that two hundred plus minute runtime does make it. It's difficult to rewatch because. You've either got to if you want to if you want to watch that of an evening, you've you've either got to have the next day off and strap yourself in, or you've got to start watching it before you finished work. Thing is, that's not really an issue for me. Like I've spent the last two nights staying up till half past two in the morning playing Resident Evil Two. Like staying up late and that, 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 that's fine, but that but but there's a big difference between sitting and interacting with something yeah, 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 than sitting and, and yeah. observing something. I think I'd struggle watching this at home, not not captive. I I don't think I will, and I will look forward to watching it, but I will probably watch it. I feel like I'd watch part of it, then I'd go. I really fancy a biscuit. I've got no biscuits. I'm gonna go bake some biscuits, and then I'd come back to it with my biscuit. Yeah, no, I'd be there going this way. I don't watch films with you like this. Oh no, you won't be there because it would take me a whole day. Uh, yeah, but no, I loved it. It's fantastic. It is. It's it's Martin Scorsese doing just Martin Scorsese things. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is undoubtedly very, very good. Yeah. What's your number two here? Uh, my number two. Um, I really, really hope this is someone's number one, so I can play some of the music. Godzilla minus one. Might be. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that's maybe a bit of a spoiler alert, but cool. Um, yeah, Godzilla minus one fucking rules. It fucking rules. He's a big boy, and he's not very happy. He's a dick. And he's gonna. He's he's a bit he's of a dick. He's gonna walk through, he's through just, your farm. He could sidestep. You don't fucking care. Fuck your farm. Yeah, he does not give a shit. He's gonna smash some shit around. Yeah, but you know, Japan. Like the best marketing campaign of the year. <laughs> After World War Two, Japan were at zero. Now here's Godzilla. <laughs> just, it's his face. But, it's just the guy's face. What a what a fucking guy. 
I, I genuinely cannot fucking wait. Like, I am... I tremble at the thought of rewatching this movie at some point. I cannot wait for it to hit oh, streaming. I, I, I hope we get the uh, the black and white version in cinemas. Oh in this yeah, country. that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it just it's so entertaining. The human characters work. They're a great they're a great bunch together. That you know the whole kind of like the human spirit kind of coming together to just battle a bell end <laughs> uh, is just <laughs> wonderful. Uh, it's so entertaining, and we're just what a bolt out of the blue. It's Godzilla minus one. It's an Oscar nominee. What a fucking you know the world. Maybe things are going to be all right after all. Bex, your number two. My number two is Dungeons and Fucking Dragons, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good. I heart this movie with big hearts. It's it, it, you. I don't care. I, I unashamedly do not care that this is my number two movie of the year. You should year. not. It's great. It's It's got a great cast that are not necessarily... They just work so well together. They, 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 they feel like a team. Like, and you can really fucking root for them. And it's not... It's cheesy, but you're in it. Like if, if you, I think if you're, if you're bought in... The cheese just feels like, oh, you guys. It's exactly what a Dungeons and Dragons movie should be. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it feels like, you know, said it before about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it feels like a kids slash family movie from my youth. And, like, they don't make kids movies like they used to make them for us. It's a proper adventure. I pity the children of today that get the fucking shite that they get, like, elemental and stuff like that. Um, But, what? (laughs) I said something bad, <laughs> but like it, it's not. It's namby pamby bullshit, and this is just fun and ballsy, and it's probably going to teach them some words that they shouldn't say. And yeah. like, you know, it, it, kids should learn swears. Th- this is a movie that kids will like, rather than a movie that parents will like their kids watching. Yeah, and it's mm. just mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing to see. I, I fucking love it. I love it it's so much, and I actually I will. I've watched it three times yep. now and I'm ready for a rewatch. Like, I, I feel like it's probably just going to be a thing I do every couple of months now. <laughs> Fair. I'm feeling a bit down. I'm going to watch That's Dungeons great. and Dragons. Yay. Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. That rules. Okay. Worst. Right. Do you want me to just run through my full ten? Yeah, I mean, we can... We've got like 15 minutes, like we've got a bit of time and I kind of feel like the ones m- have already been spoken about. All right, well, we can get into these. So we don't necessarily have to get into them as I such. Won't, so. I won't speed round it then, but I'll, 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 I'll allow for people to, to jump in. Full disclosure, I thought yeah. we only did five of these, so I've just done five. No, no, you're yeah, all right. You, I think we maybe, maybe we do. I did but, notice yeah. as well because I looked at your letterbox to see what you had as lowest rated and all of your lowest rated ones ones that I just point blank fucking refuse to watch so, <laughs> um, so my number 10 in my worst is uh, Hypnotic didn't watch it mm-hmm. you didn't watch that no. No. it's just it's just a bit shit fair I talk, we talked about Hypnotic while I was in a fucking caravan in France yep 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 my number 9 Ant-Man um, Quantumania that's good shit um it, it's just not very good. There's fun bits in Ant-Man. Um, 
there's fun bits in Ant-Man, but it, it, it's just not very good. There is also a scene where where Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer are talking to each other, and at no point do I believe that they were ever in the same room mm-hmm. together. Yeah. It yeah. is yeah. a hideous-looking piece of shit. Yeah. It, it's, it's just... No. No. And and also, I, before I watched it, I was there going, it's a bit of a shame that John Majors is, is a, a dickhead. Because, you know, he was very good in, like, Creed, and he was very good in, in The Five Bloods, and he's been very good in this. He's bad in this movie, and I'm glad that he's not going to be the big bad. <laughs> because it's just... He just talked sadly and really slowly in every single one of his scenes. There's no wonder it was over two hours long. You're waiting for him to just fucking hurry up and say something. Mm -hmm. Bad movie. Bad movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number eight. Rustin. Right? No. You're just not good. It's a fine performance. It gets two stars. But that's because Colin Domingo's very, he's good in it. But he might not be because he might he might have not sounded anything like that because nobody knows who he is and that's not a bad that's not a reason to criticize the film. But do you know what is a reason to criticize the film? The, the fact that every single item of clothing looks like it was the first time it was worn. Yeah. <laughs> every single set looks like it smells of the paint that it was just painted with. Mm. It's. Nothing needs to look that clean. It is the most Netflix-looking of Netflix movies, and I include every single Adam Sandler Netflix movie. To be fair, though, I had the, I had a similar complaint about my really flat bottom, which is the same direction. Yeah. It doesn't feel lifted. No, it doesn't feel lifted. Number seven is the film Mother. Can anyone remember this film existing? No. Is that the Jennifer Lopez? Exactly, I'll move on. Number six, The Boogeyman. It's just not very good. Number five, Joyride. Ha. If that's comedy, then I don't like comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. Not funny. Number four is Zone of Interest. <laughs> we'll come back to where I'm right about this We're next week. We're talking about it next week. Wow, fucking hell, Mark. Okay. Yeah. Number three, The Last Voyage of Demeter. I fucking absolutely forgot about yep. that film. Wow, what, what? Do you know what's really interesting? What that first fucking chapter of Dracula? No, it's not. Move on. Number two, you people, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off. Right. It turns out. It turns out the person that you absolutely are trying to prove you are not. You maybe are a little <laughs> bit there. Mm. You maybe are. And number one, Exorcist the Believer, because David Gordon Green is a fucking coward. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You know, out of your ten worst movies of the year, there's seven of them I haven't seen. There is also... I saved myself a lot of, like, shit movies this year. There is also, th- I believe, three Academy Award-nominated films uh, in there. Um, and there, yeah. And there is two Razzia-nominated I... films <laughs> in my yeah, best of. So... <laughs> I feel like Mark might kick himself a little bit with one of mine. Ooh, and might I? Oh, go on then. 
Maybe. What have I forgotten? My number 10 is Joyride. If that's comedy, I don't like comedy anymore. <laughs> yes. Well done, Mark. Good comment. I agree. Number nine, Your Place or Mine. Um, Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon in a rom-com. Yeah. Probably would have been a three out of five 20 years ago. Now, with the power of Netflix, it's a one out of five. Well done, everyone. Yeah. Um, my number eight is Ghosted. Dexter Fletcher. I, 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 I hope you got paid, but you broke my heart. Um, my number seven, Hypnotic. Mark is right. Yep. My number six, Best Christmas Ever. Oh, fuck yeah. That's, um, a, that's a fair shout. <laughs> Like, bad, bad... I mean, bad movie. Like, not... I'm really, really annoyed bad. But just... I, You know, I don't know why I watched it. Five. Actually, yeah, there's two. Mark, Heart of Stone. I didn't watch it. Did you not? Oh, yeah, alright. No, okay. Well, there's definitely one. Because I know you watched the other one. Heart of Stone. Just... The most (laughs) A.I.E. AI film of the year just right from the start you've got to be subtle blend in don't make an impression I'll just immediately ski off this mountain then shall I <laughs> just an absolute bag of fuck off my number four Luther the Fallen Sun oh. I ne- I've never seen Luther before watching this I don't know how it got past the first episode if it was anything <laughs> like that. Jesus wept. Um, my number three, Candy Cane Lane. Eddie Murphy literally looking like he just got woken up before saying lines. Or Awful, awful film. Number two, Exorcist Believer. I refer you to my rant last week. My number one... Because this came out after our review of the year last year. All oh, right. Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. Oh, that's a good point. It did, didn't it? The Whale. Yeah, that probably should have been my Brandon worst. Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for that. Yeah. Well done, Hypnotic. You're Sadie's... no longer in the 10. <laughs> Where would you put The Whale? Sadie Sink playing... Just the most toxic character maybe ever written. And then, and Brendan Fraser going, oh, but people are great. People are wonderful. You know, yeah, all right, yeah. But you're kind of talking about your daughter who is actually hateful. Yeah. You are not helping yourself and your friends should probably dump you. But because you're you in that state, they feel like they can't. But Christ, what a fucking! It is a hateful little film, and I don't blame Brendan Fraser necessarily. But that is a hateful little film, written just not made by a man who I just I do not think gets one iota of the understanding of anyone who even feels bad about being slightly overweight, let alone potentially being that big. It is a nasty, and nasty, it's a nasty piece of work. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact that it, the movie starts with, look at the fat man wanking. Yeah. Look at the fat gay man having a wank. Yeah. It, 
Yeah, hateful is... And, and that's the thing that puts it over the top with Exodus Believer for me. Exodus Believer is purely driven by how do we make money. Yeah. And the, the whale is like this... I'm making How do I manipulate art. you to give me an Academy Award? Yeah, and it's Darren Aronofsky, like, forever tainted by this. That guy can fuck right off. And I like Mother. So, there you go. Back to your five. Um, so, my five... Um, so, like I said, there's a lot of shite that it would appear I haven't watched. So, it's a bit sort of slim. But my number five is Pain Hustlers. Fair. Tries to make you feel sympathy good, for all Good call. Piece of shit. My number four is Fair Play. It thinks it's got so much to say. And it's so fucking poignant and important. And it's just a bit shit. Everyone in it's shit. Mm-hmm. It's shit. My number three is Cobweb. It's just shit. I don't, I don't really have reasons for any of these. They're just shit. They're ones that make me viscerally angry. Um, my number two is Nyad. <laughs> just absolutely fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Uh... I, I wanted her to die. I don't think that's what it was going for. And my number one is Exorcist Believer. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah. Speed round. So, number ones. Um, Mark? My number one is Godzilla minus one. I'm just going to jump in and say my number one is also Godzilla minus one, so we might as well Fuck. Fall talk about this. Yeah. It's, it, 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 Hell yeah. It's just the way it made me feel. Yeah, 100%. And the thing is, I think what it does really well, which a lot of... Uh, we spoke about it recently, but... In a lot of the Godzilla movies of recent times, all the more Western Godzilla movies, it tries to make Godzilla a character. A Godzilla a character. Godzilla's just a force of destruction. Yep. The people are the characters, and the thing is, I really love all the people in this. Yep. They they just they just fucking great, and it, yeah, I, I just I, I absolutely blown away by it. Like if if this wasn't my best of the year, it would have been in my surprises because I did not think for a second it was going to be anywhere near as good as this. Nothing will be as good as Godzilla's just prick face in this movie. Yeah, he's just a dick. He's just a dick. The fact that it's like the old school Godzilla face as well. Like they could make a better Godzilla now. No. But this is what Godzilla looks like. Yep. And what a guy. And honestly, like I love the fact as well that it doesn't go. Oh, Shall we have her like be awake in a hospital bed at the end? Nah, that's too schmaltzy. It goes. Yes, that's what the people want. They want her alive. <laughs> and it just goes with it. And I just. I, just, just perfect, perfect movie. Um, this isn't nominated for best international, is it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Japan's. Japan didn't it submit it. Yeah, because they submitted the Wim Wenders film instead. Don't be got into it, Ellie. Okay. Godzilla minus one. Um, Ace. My number it, Godzilla minus one was my number one until last week. My number one is Poor Things. Um. <laughs> I think Paul Things is wonderful. I'm so glad Mark Ruffalo got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. He fucking rules. It is a film, as I said earlier on, it's Hollywood people being a little bit silly combined with impeccable craft equals what a picture. Um, Made me me feel good about the years ahead um, in, in terms of stars pushing things 
and it also showed, you know, I, I think this year has also shown that we do still have movie stars. That's been a been a big old thing over the last few years. Like, do we have any movie stars left in the age of MCU and whatnot? Yeah, yeah we, do. we do, man. You know, Emma Stone, Margot Robbie, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, um, Ryan Gosling. To ca- uh, yeah, God, fuck, yeah, Gosling, of course. Killian Murphy, you know, like, I, 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 I think his career is going to go, like, it just going to, like, continue onwards now. And it's not necessarily, okay, so these people are now going to be in the MCU or something no, like the, that, the, you know. The great it, thing that Killian Murphy had was when um, somebody mentioned, oh, did you know that um, and, and uh, Danny Boyle are doing another uh, 28 Days f- film? Um, did you know about that? And he's like, no, I didn't know that. Is that is that like confirmed? They're like, yeah. Did we be coming back? And he went, if they want me back, I'll happily come back for that. Yeah, brilliant. But, and yeah. It's like, it's like it, it, it wasn't like, a, oh, you know, I'll see. He was just like, yeah, I'll be back for that. And you know yeah. that they will be like, yes, we want you back. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it, it, it's it's been it's been a year that has not necessarily had the bangers, but at the same time, it's a year that's made me feel good about the future of the industry more than I don't know at least the last five years Mm. and uh, and yeah I'm I'm really really pleased with that so hey look Godzilla minus one it means I can do the fucking Godzilla music so brilliant thank you guys So it's uh, nine o'clock. We've been recording for about three hours. So, um, oh, fuck, we've got Twitter stuff as we'll, well. We'll get to the Twitter stuff next week, guys. Um, we always appreciate no, it. No, Mark, go on. No, no go on, because Lottie hasn't started brushing her teeth yet. So we can't do questions. I'm going to say that. But the comments on review of the year and Oscars, go ahead, mate. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so Ethan uh, M. Barr said, surprisingly, probably Dungeons & Dragons or Rylane was kind of disappointing in Dead Reckoning. Uh, nice. Could be part oneness of it. But the AI and the guy from the past didn't land for me. That's fair, I think. Yeah. That's, I think that's totally yeah. fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Rick Kidd. Uh, as I stick to calendar year, it'll be different to yours. But best Oppenheimer, then Godzilla minus one, then what Rye Lane, worst Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I really want to see that. Surprise! I, I do not. You can watch that on your own. Surprise, Barbie, uh, and disappointment. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Da- Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny would have been in my disappointments had I not watched it again and got on with it better. Yeah. Mm. Fair. Mm. And that was That's good. that was it. Cool. Okay, so next week we will talk The Zone of Interest. <laughs> one of Mark's worst films of the I'm year. One of my best. <laughs> I, I, just, I love it. I, and, and Mark's best. You, you guys are owning it. Um, this is great. Um, are we going to do All of Us Strangers? I don't know whether it will get to it. I want to watch Baghead. I don't want to watch Baghead. <laughs> it was a joke. Do you know what? Bex, if I can get to Baghead, I will do that over all of our uh, our strangers. In a way, it's ever so slightly trolly, but it's called Baghead. Exactly. 
They must know what that means. They must. They must. Uh, the only reason why I'm saying all of our strangers is because I am on too late next uh, over the weekend and we'll be recording Sunday, will we? Um. Oh, is is. Well. We can we 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 we, we can do show notes later. Oh my god, though I could do Baghead while you are on a late because then yeah. you don't have to watch it and I get to kill some time. Yeah. Interesting. Hang on. So talk to the dead, pay the price. Oh, it's her out of The Witcher. Okay. Are we doing the colour purple? Uh, I'm happy to do the colour purple. Oh, yeah, we'll do... Well, well, I kind of feel like that was the tone of someone who's not that bothered about watching a two and a half hour long colour purple musical. Yeah. But I'll watch it. Mark. Uh, no, but... Dude, if it's just... If it's just for the show, I'm going to throw you one out there, man. We don't have to do the colour purple. <laughs> All right, you can just... Uh, I, I will just Charlie dare the reasons for why I don't think Zone of Interest should be... Yeah, me and Ian will do the either. colour purple and baghead. <laughs> you, you can rail against Zone of Silence. Interest. Zone of, zone I, of I, 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 Yeah, I don't know. I kind, I kind of feel bad that we're just going, yeah, we're not going to do all of us strangers, but... I, I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's that, um, it, it's the internet's boyfriends doing each uh, other. It, it, it's the internet's boyfriend Claire who... Claire Foy and Jamie Bell are ghosts. It, it, who, who doesn't want to be any more famous, but goes on Graham Norton. Mm. So I fell asleep with a podcast on the other night. And then I woke up. And as I woke up, there was a different podcast in my queue playing... That spoiled the end of all of us strangers, <laughs> and now like I've I've actually got no interest in watching. Oh, it. I'm fine with that. To an extent, I will watch it at some point. I've got no interest in rushing to watch it. it it's yeah, it's the, the the last few years have poisoned my brain. Where it's like, yeah, it's probably going to be on like VOD in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's one of those. Yeah, I I I, I don't. I, I hope it does really well. I like what's his name, uh, Andrew Scott. I really like. What is he? He's 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 a really underrated uh, actor who he he's almost like this generation's Christopher Eccleston in the fact that he does an awful lot of theatre and then occasionally will do a film. Is he is he the priest in Fleabag? He is the hot priest in Fleabag. No, I don't know. I don't. I I I that there's no frame of reference for me. I just, I just know everyone goes on about the hot priest from Fleabag. I thought you watched Fleabag. No. Anyway, we're, like we're waffling here. Sorry, we, Ian. We had a nine o'clock curfew. No, his. Uh, uh, to be fair, there's no movement yet. I don't know what's going on down there. But um, uh, Andrew Scott, they released the the trailer for the unfortunately series yeah. Ripley, where he's playing a new Tom Ripley. It breaks, it breaks. And it looks really fucking. good. It looks good. really fucking good. But it's not a film. But also, John Malkovich is in it, who played Ripley in Ripley's Game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, what's going on there then? Yep. It look, it looks really, it looks really good. I tell you what, if it's six episodes, I might give it a go. Uh, but because it's Netflix, it will probably be twelve. It's eight. Is it eight? Eight. eight. So it's just in between. Oh, of your it might be doable though. Huh? It's just in between your should I or shouldn't I. 
eight was... kind of feels like it's doable. Yeah. It's just, it looks really stylish. But yeah, and Paul Meskel, just on what Mark said, mate, if you don't want to be famous, do something else no, then. I, I'm, fine with him. I'm fine with him being an actor not being famous. That's fine. Don't go on Graham Norton. Actually, actually yeah, no, that 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 is yep. it. Yeah. Just yep. st- stay in theatre, mate. You're not going to get nearly as much coverage, but you get to do what you want. Yep. John Hawkes has been nominated for Academy Awards and things like that, but he doesn't do chat shows. Maybe don't star in Gladiator yep. 2. And then post a selfie of yourself on the last day of filming smoking a big old cigar with Ridley Scott. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yep. Oh, fuck off. It's just... No, uh, yeah, no. There's an, there's an no. element of... Uh, I, I, I don't want to be famous. I don't want people to... I don't want people to be coming up to me in, in, in the street. Whenever someone says, I don't want to be famous, I always think, yeah, you fucking do. You really fucking do. <laughs> oh, I'm glad Phoebe Bridges broke up with him. She seems all right. Yeah, no, she's an absolute toxic piece of shit. Oh, really? Yeah, she's an absolute dickhead. <laughs> yeah. I quite like Boy Genius, though. Uh, she's, 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 she's got form for just being a... A dickhead. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. There's no point liking anyone, is there? I swear to God, just like the people you like and you know. That's Even though, then again, that's a funny thing. Maybe like the people you like and you know. Yep. Maybe don't like the people you don't maybe, know. Maybe we shouldn't put people on pedestals that we've never met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rich and compelling. Right, my name's been Ian Loring. Fuck you, Jason Reitman. (laughs) Bye. Bye.